All right, welcome to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. I think I'm peeking over there already. No, you look good, bud. <laughs> I'll turn you down. Yeah, turn me down just a little bit. All right, okay. Just, just the hair. All right. There uh, we go. got uh, one of my best friends in Jacksonville, a musician whoop. that uh, when I first got to this town was just, I don't know, just connected with almost instantly. It's a pleasure to have you on, man. Cheers, so man. cheers. Oh, yeah. To our collective cheers. Yeah, West is not cheers. drinking with us tonight. So I have a water. I have a water. He has a water. It's all cheers. Besides, it's important cheers. to stay hydrated. Yes. Hydration support. Man, where am I supposed to look? Mm. Uh, that's your camera look, right there. Okay, looking that's your at camera that? right there. But right. yeah, we're just we're just hanging out. It's a couple guys hanging out. <laughs> a couple that's, guys hanging out. That's, that's what the, we should call the podcast. I think it was taken. Couple though. guys hanging yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's, sometimes it's not. I mean, Dude, we're I, a couple guys. That's what it's called when it's just me and you. Yeah. But, that thing's blinking a lot. Is that like going black? Is that is that a problem? I, I'm glad that you've uh, delegated all the AVs to me. But I can answer that question. Can you? Yes. Is is it supposed to be doing that? Um, no. No. Oh, so I don't know. That's a good answer. So, so what is that? Why does it keep going black like that? Uh, don't worry about it. It's okay. fine. Well, well, can we fix it in yeah. post? Yeah, we'll just fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Okay. Fix it in post. It's not going to affect anything. Well, uh, before we get started, with everything I want to uh, just kind of shout out all the sponsors that we've had on the show thus far. Um, we have Brews in Riverside, Spliffs. Uh, sidecar Splits is uh, opening up a, is doing their new location this week so, I'm so stoked yeah, yeah really this badass. is sweet yep. I am so stoked hell man. yeah so make sure you go and support them especially right now yes. uh, awesome, Sidecar Jacks in San Marco some great uh, um, like craft cocktails and all that uh, Wicked Barley Brewery please go support them they are great friends of ours uh, Harleston Scotch who we kind of got linked up with through Sidecar and uh, Captain Jack's up in Fernandina. I always awesome keep on places. thinking you're, gonna, yeah. you're you're mispronouncing Charleston Chew. It's Har- no. <laughs> Harleston Scotch. No, it was good Man, Scotch. I gotta though. say, I'm rather impressed with your sponsorship list. Thank here. you. I'm a fucking pro, bro. Yeah, he's got, got it. You got your shit together. I get shit done. <laughs> I can tell. You know, <laughs> I can tell. And I just stopped doing it. After Big I shout get it out done. to all their sponsors. I. I I'm not sure who some of them are. I, I was <laughs> most impressed that we got sponsored by a, a, a Scotch company. Yeah, well, that Scotch, was if we could cool. keep if you could keep that going. That was all through my boy Kurt <laughs> Rogers. Yeah, well, uh, thanks, Kurt Rogers. Up. Appreciate it. Uh, an awesome dude. Anyways, uh, let's get into it. Let's get let's get on getting. All right, thank y'all for coming out. Oh, uh, how'd you get into? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you pick this career, bro? Yeah. Why? Uh, <laughs> why did, why, why, why did you get started in this whole this whole sh- all these shenanigans of being a musician? At the time. Um, skateboarding was wasn't a great option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, music's much better. Skateboarding yeah, yeah. was my first choice, and then you know, yeah, music's yeah. my fallback. What with the plan B, huh? Yeah, plan B. Uh, I think we were actually on plan C. <laughs> but, uh, man, why did I get into it? I don't know, because it it seemed right. It felt it. it, it I, mm, I don't know why I got into it. I got into it because I love to play. At heart and soul, at the end of it, that's all I care about was playing. Career was all second nature. Right. You know, like, um, I just wanted to play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was into it. I loved it. I loved the camaraderie. I loved um, every night meeting people, you know, and, like, it was, seemed really intriguing to me. And it, the lifestyle, obviously, it maybe had a little bit to do with it. Sure, yeah. Uh, but I just, I loved to play. Period. Hell that's yeah. Period. When did you start? Uh, first started playing, I got my first guitar when I was 14 for my birthday. Right. I had a, man, ooh, I recently had a conversation about this too. Um, I give anything to have the first guitar back. Do you have your first guitar? I do, but it's in real bad shape. Oh, see, that's, 
I don't. You can, mine was a piece of shit. I still have my first guitar. Do you? Yeah. What about the piano or keyboard? I can't play it. Oh man. Uh, I think after I moved. Oh no! It all it all got burned up in a fire. That's a oh. long story though. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> si- I didn't mean to sidetrack like that. No, that's all right. <laughs> Insurance uh, fraud. I live in Florida now. Anyways, God, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah. I just I would give any, man. I give anything to have that guitar back. But um, it was a Rockster. It had a. Like a Japanimation style picture of a dude on it, and he was yelling "kick ass," but it only said it said "kick as" and then part of the last "s," but it wasn't fully there. Wow! You know, um, it was like a Chinese knockoff guitar. Uh, but I wasn't really totally, totally. I didn't. I didn't know I wanted to be an actual musician, musician, career-wise or anything like that. So I was in my late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Um, and that's whenever I knew, like, that's. You know, I, I dabbled in it, obviously, a hell of a lot since eight, right after high school. Um, I started gigging and stuff. But when I made that conscious decision, I'm going to do this shit for the rest of my life, I was probably about 20. Yeah. Yeah, it's about uh, the same here, like 20, 21, 22. When I was young, young, I had to take piano lessons. I was, that shit was forced on me, though. Yeah. And I hated it. My Aunt Wanda, just family, it was just kind of put on me, and I and I hated it so much. But then later on in life, I had this bubble burst one day where i was like all that theory that i hated forced on piano for all this for whatever reason it just made sense all of a sudden now in relation to the guitar weird and yeah and it was like oh and then i appreciated it but it took that you know <laughs> are you time. you're not the first musician in your family right no 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 bunch of musicians in my family your dad owns a music shop yep in uh, string theory music and no it's an adel Okay. North string Theory Music. String Theory Music. That's an awesome music store name. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, um, it's a cool store. They're at the second location now, but still in Adel. Um, he's been there for several years now. That was my dad's, a uh, little bit of my dad's retirement plan, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, he's got this store. Man, it's, it's pretty dope. In a community that has had nothing musical going on, there was nothing to do with the school systems even kind of sucked for the music, you know, so he, he's very involved in the community and very involved in lessons and, and being active with the schools and stuff like that. So awesome. And then he, and then he treats all my musician friends that pass, pass through it. It's on 75. So it's in a good stretch. Of That's where you grew up though. No, I gr- actually, I grew up in e- Tampa. On near Tampa. Yeah. Right on. So he just ended up there later on in life. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you first started getting, involved in music you have like any mentors like people that kind of showed you the ropes let you come to the jam sessions kick, uh, kick your ass a little bit yes <laughs> uh yeah 100 uh first and foremost my pops uh my dad was a huge huge influence on me a musician himself um uh, but he he was a had a career so he was like a weekend warrior right you know um and had a band called code blues which my 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 dad was law enforcement and everybody in the band was law enforcement. Oh, okay, cool. And so that's why it was cop co- band. Yeah, it was an all cop band. Um, and they were like a that's blues. That's a first. It was crazy, but they were so good. They were all. Um, everybody in the band was a, was law enforcement of some nature. That's interesting. Um, and they they were like a blues, southern rock, oldies, kind of band. They did. They were like the ultimate party bar band. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so and he was like a huge influence, but his involvement in the community and knowing everybody um there's a local guy to tampa named ed wright yeah uh, eddie wright Mm -hmm. and he was 
he was a huge influence on me and so and and not just as a player um and luthierism and and dealing with working on guitars and fixing guitars and like kind of totally giving me the whole aspect of like the respect to the instrument you know yeah whatever you know every aspect of it inside and out that's given that object that you love so much the most amount of respect right you know and it's so ed Wright, damon fowler um a local Animal player. guitar yeah player, yeah man. um those are my local kind of heroes that like like really pushed everything for me on the local scene a guy named molten mike um blues player lucky peterson and all the dudes in tampa that were mainly blues because that's where the scene's really big down there you know yeah, like for and sure. and most of us young players that's typically where we, we start. get started yeah yeah, yeah. especially florida into. dudes yeah, you know sure. uh, you know what i'm talking about yeah, big, <laughs> yeah. Time, big time so uh <laughs> it's that but it was all those blues guys down there man so yeah that's awesome what uh what was your first experience being in a band before like you started like going on the road and doing all the other stuff uh I played with several bands before I ever got a chance to go on the road. Um, <laughs> the more I we had a band that it, that ended up being four bands just as it molded, you know. Yeah. Um, but it started off. It was called Hurricane Alley, uh, which still to this day one of the dopest band names for That's a Florida good. band. Yeah. <laughs> right? that makes like, sense. And I'm like, now I look back at it. I don't know. Is it bad mojo to to use a band name again? Uh, I don't, uh, depends on how. If on it was how copyrighted, what are you trying to ask? Well, no, it depends on how. The legal it, aspect of it. D- depends on how it ended. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, okay, it, then it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably don't want to use that one again. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've always, especially in my older days, I looked back at it thinking, that damn, that was a really good Florida right. band. Name. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, sure, especially yeah. a Florida band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You should be like posted up in Key West and go nowhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that band molded into. A couple other bands, you know, meeting musicians in my younger days. And then uh, I ended up in my late teens, was in a band with my dad. And really? It was uh, Big Daddy C and the Blues Hellers. That's cool uh, as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And so, but then, man, he ma- he jokes about this all the time still. And I think he's actually pissed off about it, but he jokes about it. Um, he, uh, we fired him. <laughs> fired your dad? He fired my dad. Oh my right? God. I did a truck. He jokes about it all the time, but I'm like, I think he's still a little upset. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> little, yeah, it might be a bit of a sore spot for him. a long time ago. But me, so it was me, um, a guy named Jeffrey Parker, and a guy named Matthew Brady were the rhythm section. And w- they were all the same age, and then my dad was the front man. And it was a really cool band. We loved it. But we were also at that point where we were wanting to – and go he was out the there front kinda, man too, and you fired him. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, okay. yeah. We wanted to kind of go out, and we wanted to be more in a blues band. You know, okay, like we right, wanted right. to make more money. We wanted to to do more. Yeah. You know, so it was just that time. And then once that happened, that was also around the point where I kind of came to that conclusion that I really do want to do this for a living. I'm gonna truck at this, see what hell happens. And then yeah. it happened. It's an interesting uh, uh, thing to kind of see because. I feel like the blues scene is um, is kind of – it really allows you to see music as a real career. It's like one of the – because like you, yeah. you see growing up, it's like 
you know, all your idols, and you're like, they're like pop stars and rock stars and this and that, and you're like, holy shit, well, it's either it's either that or you're living on the streets. You know, that's what you're told. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you go to, like, especially in the bars down south, I remember going to see, like, Albert Castilla and David Shelley and J.P. Soares and all those people. Dude, I love J.P. He's J.P. An, is amazing. amazing yeah. And a great dude, too. And then... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Billy's not much of a blues guy, you know. I like electronic uh, music. Keep yeah. going. So, <laughs> I, I remember synth for a living. What do you want me to do? Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing those guys and being like, "These guys are touring the country. These guys are touring Europe. These guys are to- and they're playing here." Yeah. I was like, "You can make a real career without being like a complete." Not to, these guys are doing well, and they've like like Albert recently won like a BMA and like and like best blues album of the year, and this like they're all doing very well but just like the idea of of the the career being so obtainable seeing them playing in bars yeah, and yeah, being yeah. like oh well you can do this not not necessarily even like being a blues player or whatever but just the fact that music as a career can be a real thing without mm-hmm. you know being like you know a famous rock star that that's making millions you know i would i would 100% agree with that blues opened up that door but then it was Blues opened up the door to, to that idealism that, oh, wow, I can do this for a living. But then the musicians that once I was open to that, to, to open to see what it was all about, it made me realize, too, I would travel and meet musicians and stuff that the idea of what a career is is also so broad. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. There are guys that make bang and buck. And they play on cruise ships, and not a damn person knows their name. Right. But they make phenomenal money, you know, playing from for a new th- several thousand people. Right. Like, seven nights a week. Right. Yeah. So. so also, I have several friends doing that. Yeah, man. You know, I think or, the over over uh, uh, lapping like uh, moral or whatever it is like you can just play music as a job. Right. A job. You can still yeah, right, right. support a family. Make a comfortable and living. You don't have yeah. to be a rock star. No, I know. Right. You don't have to. I mean, dude, I have a good friend. Josh lives in Key West. Who. Man makes phenomenal money, sits in his underwear, and does jingles for a living. You know, and he's he plays twelve, thirteen plus instruments, decently well, all of them. Yeah, you know, and just does jingles and makes a killing. Yeah, that's what I'm just like. But who's more accomplished, him or me? Or yeah, or, yeah, right, you know? exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's <laughs> so, the whole thing. I think yeah, there's got to be some sort of thing to say about like you know like the whole fame aspect of it and like if you're not you know on mtv and you know making millions of dollars and you're just a shitty failed musician I'm like I w- no bud i bought this house of music what are you talking yeah. about ultimate making it what for me would be able to do everything i want to do musically at whatever level i want to do it at and not a single person know my name that's, that's literally ooh, what i, I like want that. my th- that's literally <laughs> what i want in my life dude, dude. that would how epic is that you know like you don't so, know you know but i get to do everything i want musically that would be. Whoop. I just got a little excited talking about yeah. it. <laughs> I would like. I would like. That sounds pretty cool. But I just want a house and a pool and a golden retriever, and then yeah. I call it a day. And that'd, that'd be fine. Yeah, I, I'd love. I'd love all of. But I also. I would love that but if nobody music. knew my name with yeah. playing playing music. Look, your dreams come true, bud. Already, <laughs> you're already there. <laughs> yeah, I don't own the house that I live in, and I have a pit bull. Oh, sorry, which sorry, is like a sorry. Poor man's golden retriever, I guess. No, no, pit bulls. I'm right. just joking. I love my does dog. It, She's how awesome. Does it snore? Uh, she's she's a bit of a beast. Oh, really? She's not very ladylike. I can say uh, that. Much. But, no, yeah. but nobody knows who you are. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's, <laughs> at, the, at the end of this, the point to be made is yeah. When you really boil it down, yeah, oh, Jesus nobody yeah. knows you who the fuck you are. You're halfway there. Happens to the best. Right. If I could just make the money of a rock yeah, star right? without being without anybody actually knowing who I am, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes along with it. 
Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Even, even with the money part too, you know, there's the taxes and and just like the accounting stuff that you have to get into, which is actually something I did want to ask you about later on because I want later on. I, don't jump around I here. I can't. I know. I get a little bit of ADD sometimes. Stay the course, man. Uh, <laughs> you even made a list. I know. I have a. This is this is we really have a list. A, this is this is really a fallback list in case the conversation's not going anywhere. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> so to the list. Yeah, no, I was fucking with you. Uh, for those who are listening on Spotify, aren't watching. I just uh, made I made a funny joke uh, with a. It a was gesture. apparent because we all laughed. You know, right. I, w- I want to say that I'm a little little disappointed for all the people on Spotify because they're not going to see how fly my pants are. Bro, it's your, pla- your pants gonna, are fly. Yeah. Dude, these things are dope. You look good, and, and I, they look I, good on the camera. I feel no, like they look, look good. Everybody's like, everybody's still going to be on YouTube and all the yeah. channels. Yeah, and but everything Spotify like that. people are, are missing out. But yeah. Oh yeah, the <laughs> Spotify <laughs> people. Are you getting these true. angles, bro? Yeah. Are you getting these angles? <laughs> look at this from. The, I mean, for real, these things are dope, dude. Yeah, yeah. I got a 16 millimeter lens. It's going to look amazing. It's recording in 4K. I'm sorry, Spotify, for you not to be able to observe the flyness. I also had to tell you to take off the sticker on your pants when you got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're brand Dude, new. they made it to the washing machine, so I don't know. That's what, pretty that's, wild. That is wild. That's 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 just that's just good American ingenuity right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure it's mind. from America. We're not talking <laughs> politics. <laughs> that was that's my only rule. We're not doing politics. I am running uh, for president in four years. Yes. Yeah, I'll be 35, so I can run I'm for president. Definitely not voting for you, but I'll I'll be on the sidelines, being like, "You're not going to vote for me." Definitely not going to vote for you. Uh, I've got good policies, though. Yeah, you got great policies. Uh, West, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to... Um, Let's talk. What is it? Dive, well, what was your first experience going on the road? Who did you play with? Eye of the Bird. Eye of the Bird. Eye of the Bird. What kind of um, music was it? Where, where were it you was doing? a... All, how do you, it was a, uh, an acoustic, alternative rock, but with very blues, bluegrass-style instruments. Okay. Um, it was good. It was, was it different. Your, was it your band or no? Were you, no, 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 no. no. Okay. It was what, my first hired experience to go on the road, and uh, I learned so much because um, I realized nine hours on day one down the road. Wow, nobody in this RV likes each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, so that was it. that was a huge lesson, uh, but also a great experience. I, I learned a lot, you know, because I immediately I realized I was, I was willing to, to sacrifice more than these dudes were, you know? And so I was willing to do more and go farther. So it kind of opened up my eyes on that because it, you know, musician, a musician, B both have the equal amount of talent who gets what they want. The guy who sacrifices more to get it. Right. You know? And so that's, that was like the huge eye opener of it. Like, like I hate to say it, but I will like, like, like you guys are bitches. Yeah, you know, you're, you're never. You can't expect this. Right. You know, like we're nobodies. We're nothing. And so, and even still, I mean, I, I to this day, like, I can't. I don't. I try not to expect anything on terms of what something's going to be because I'm still. A, I'm a fucking nobody. You're you know? at the bottom of the bill. I'm at the bottom of the bill. Hey. Okay, back to that. <laughs> I love the fucking name. <laughs> Thanks, the, man. Like, me and Thank Siri, you. Yes, me and Siri I wonder who came up with that. Uh, it was a mutual effort, like most of the things that we do was together. Was it, or yeah. was it the guy named Bill that came up with no, that? No, I'm pretty... <laughs> <laughs> There's I a, think Bill's reaching to hold on to something. He's yeah. he's, he's he's a little he's a little bitter. A little he gets, he's a little he's a little jealous sometimes. I was wondering uh, <laughs> how how old were you and how old was everybody else when you went on that uh, tour? Uh, I was twenty. Twenty. 
two zero, and the what about the rest of the uh, uh, all sit, we guys sit around my age. Yeah, no, you don't appreciate anything no, at no, twenty. No. Yeah, no, no, uh, I, man, I I have a strong one of the best things I've ever learned, and I try to pass on always is what I call the ten year wait. Okay, and ten year wait is put your head down, say yes to every gig, do everything you can to be where you need to be when you need to be there for ten years. And until and if you have it until then, you don't know shit. Like you don't know shit about anything until you you can have been in that kind of situation. As Rock and Jake used to, used to love to tell me, you don't know shit about <laughs> shit. <laughs> that was, a, that was yeah. I, I will never stop. And that will never get out of my head. I really like that though. The ten year wait. That's a great philosophy. It, and it's and my life. And then once for me, I did I did it, and then. And then it got there, and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, that was cool as hell. You know, and, like, I learned so much. Now let's take everything I learned and do it again. So also don't don't give up either. Keep, Time's keep the key going. to this business. Yeah, it 100%. Is. Everybody's like, what do you need to make it? Time. Time, yeah. I've always said that. Like, you could be the biggest man in the world. Just don't ever quit. Yeah, right. time. That's what Look you need. Look at the stones. That's, that's basically what happened. Yeah. yeah. They never quit. They never quit. <laughs> they still won't. They, they won't. Really, I mean, you, <laughs> yeah, they still won't. Uh, they also sold their soul to the devil, and yeah, that's that why they, they can't apparently quit. Apparently, that helps. What are you talking uh, about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not an expert on it, but apparently that, that helps. That definitely helps. Robert that w- Johnson did it, too, and, you know, it worked out well for him. That was really rumors young, that Hendrix did it, but I don't know if I believe well, that. Well, I mean, you know, he died at 27. Ah, rest so in peace. Uh, but I feel like that would just, like, encapsulate uh, – that's a word uh, – all of 2020, it's just Keith Richard actually dies. Yes. Finally, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, oh. <laughs> bro. I swear to God, if you if you just if, if Keith Richard if that, you jinx dude. that, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. I oh. jinxed it. He's yeah. like 400 years old. <laughs> yeah, I didn't jinx anything. <laughs> um, that guy's n- more more machine than man now at, yeah, this, at point. this point. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't jinx that. Watch Keith, Keith Richards dies. Keith, Keith Richards dies tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> that's on me. Um. So what? what own fans all over the world. It's on him. It's right. on. It's on Bill. Come at me. Uh. Bill's so was that, was that uh was that your only road experience until you started until you moved to Jacksonville and did start doing your oh, own no, thing? No, no, no. I did quite a bit of road experience with a bunch of people. Um. In every town I would go to. I mean, I I found myself for many many years, um, a bit of a gypsy. Not well, not a bit. I mean, I was a gypsy. I was I, I <laughs> couch surfed a lot. Uh, found myself jumping around. Jacksonville is actually the longest I've been in any city since I I left Tampa. Yeah, yeah we were talking yeah, about that. That's yeah, crazy. My twenties, like yeah. that's a. So, and I've been th- been there a little over, um, six years. I guess it's going on about six years now. It's a real sticky town. It's How hard to get out of. Uh, five. So I was here maybe Five a year years. before you. No, you were here like three years before I got here. Was it really? Yeah, because I remember when 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 I first moved here. You're like, yeah, I moved to Jacksonville like three years ago, and it's been pretty. It's been working out pretty well ever since. Wow. Yeah. Damn, I've been here longer than I want to admit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here. Since no, I, I love Jacksonville. I've been here for 15 years. It wasn't my choice, though. Yeah. It wasn't my choice either, actually. Really? So I, I, we can't talk about that. So, okay. My we we originally came here because my ex-wife. I thought you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. well, you uh, we could talk about it. <laughs> she got a job. So that's what originally brought us here. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, it's been great for me, for my career. And it's been, I've made righteous good friends. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, man. like, uh, and Tampa kind of sucks. 
uh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His hometown uh, like that. Uh, no, Tampa's cool. Tampa's Tampa, but I, I love Tampa <laughs> to death. Tampa doesn't have a music scene like St. Pete has. Has a real St. Pete is amazing. Yeah, St. Pete's Saint amazing. Pete, yeah. Um, I feel like that's the, like the that's the saving grace of Tampa is everyone's like I'd be like Tampa sucks and be like oh but but St. Pete is great I'm like you shouldn't have to say that yeah, 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 if you're exactly. gonna defend your city. Uh, the thing about Tampa, that's, I like Tampa just for the record. Yeah, no, yeah. I love it too. I always love it. <laughs> nah. um, it's it'll always be where I'm from. But yeah. the thing about Tampa is like, it, Tampa is always changing. Always, always, always changing as, as as Tampa, but you like you said, Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, they all get thrown into one category, but they're completely different towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearwater is great too. St. Pete's yeah. amazing. Tampa, I don't know. Well, it's very much like like, like South Fall Florida. Into the ocean. I, I know people call the, like the, the area out there South Florida, but like South Florida, like 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 Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, people lump it in together. Uh, just in general until you get down there and then people in Dade County like in Miami are like no no no, no. we're not a part of Bra- Broward County yeah, which is yeah. where I'm from they're like Broward County well you mean like no man's land yeah. I'm like you guys have oh, a railroad tracks yeah it's like you know the Fort Lauderdale is like a huge city right there's like the, the boonies Fort Lauderdale the boonies it's yeah. like and, and Palm Beach is just like the bastard child of both of them <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Palm Beach I love Fort Lauderdale and I love Miami to death uh, but I'm just saying that once you get down there, it's no longer a lumped thing. It's very much just like a, no, no, we're Dade County. Uh, and Broward County is like, but we're part of you guys too. And Dade's like, no, you're not. Sorry. No, I know I know the difference now that, I, that I've that i actually been to Miami and everything. Yeah, like Billy that. went down there one time and what? hung out for about a day or two. And now he, he, two days. he knows the layout, Dude, bro. He's got, got it. it. I, I had a great time renting a convertible and got a penthouse. He speaks right Spanish on. now too. Estoy aprendiendo español. Yeah, nice. crushing it. I'm learning. Yeah, dude. I'm learning. Uh, You're gonna fit right in. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did, did fit in. Uh, that's why they went rejected. to Cayo Ocho. Yeah, that's why they didn't want to pour you water, or give you coffee, or you know, acknowledge your existence at all. They were busy. They were busy. <laughs> yeah, they were busy. <laughs> they had other things they needed. It's to a, do it's a, point. it's a, it's a hustle bustle sort of town. I, I, I and I kind of like that. Everybody's on the move. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's on, the on the move. Everybody's on the move. <laughs> Bro, so when you came to Jacksonville, you started Ivy West Band. Yeah, it was a good band. Um, so. What was your experience? That was your first experience, really running a band. Yeah, like like really like legitly trying to turn some a product out. Yeah, you know? going on the road yeah, and like yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. whole thing, doing the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, that was my first one, really kind of doing that. What did uh, you? What was that experience like? Being a band leader versus being a side guy, and how did being a side guy enhance your ability to be a band leader? Um. The best lesson ever has always been what not to do. Right. Um, so that's what I learned a lot from being the side guy type stuff is like what not to do. Always. Um, yeah. In terms of what I hated from front people. Um, and then that's just whenever it came time for me to to do and it is that that was it was just like do all the th- do all the things that pissed me off, you know, fix all those problems, you know, and if I could do that, then I had a decent shot of trying to build a product, you know. Uh, but there's so many things nobody tells you. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the things I didn't want to ask you about. What was something that kind of uh, came along with the job experience or the, the, the description that you did not expect to be a part of the, the, the job description? Whenever you have, especially in this, so whenever whenever you have this many, you, four or five guys, however many guys are in your band, and, and if you're the guy in charge, then it, 
Nobody tells you that somebody has to be the asshole. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you're the asshole to somebody in that situation at some point. And somebody's got to go through and swing the machete and make the decisions. And and the decisions aren't always good or bad or right or wrong or whatever, you know. And it's just they don't – and you don't really grasp that. I lost friendships over decisions that I thought were the best decision to move forward. Right. You know, and, and so that, that nobody, ever, nobody ever talks about that shit. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But in fairness, I mean, I didn't do my job as a hired gun in situations before and got fired. Right. So like until I was the band leader, you know, I had a different perspective of that situation all of a sudden. Of course. You know, where it was like, ah, oh, I get it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Know? I get it. I get it. You know, so it's 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 awesome to have to and still con- consistently be on both sides of the coin for that situation. You know, be a guy in charge in some situations and then not be in charge. Right. You know, I remember when I was with Rock and Jake and being a, a hired gun in his situation and obviously i had i had started my first band when i was like 21 years old but i didn't really i didn't really know what it t- that band fell apart very quickly because what I was it called had, again uh final days uh, final days spelled d-a-z-e that's <laughs> this, right this we went first there. gig it the was, final days are here yeah it was a sc- screamo band right nope it was a uh, it was, it we, was were, a blues band. we were well, we were trying to be a jam band because really? I, I hadn't gotten into the bl- I, I had just gotten plugged into the blues scene at that time and so we had started playing some of the blues clubs around South Florida just because that those are the easiest ones to get into. And I was working with an agent that had been working with a bunch of other people. And so we kind of like fit into that realm a little bit, but we were by no means playing blues. I don't know what I was playing at that time. I was terrible. This right? is a guitar. Right. <laughs> and you're just, like, you're just like playing shit that you think sounds good and you're like, you think that you're a lot better than you are and the whole thing. I call it. The, the first, I call it dink, dink, dink plane. Yeah, basically. Because everything that. sounds like dink, 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 yeah. dink, dink, dink in your solo. And there's no fucking, yeah. there's no logic to what it's you're doing. It 10 years to get rid of that. Yeah, <laughs> bro, I'm still ten, working on that. 10 year away. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so I remember, and then I, I'd quit, uh, that, that band kind of fizzled pretty quickly. I joined another band called the Baron Sisters, and I was the guitar player for that. The Baron Sisters? Yeah. That's a dope name. Uh, yeah, the, uh, that was actually a really fun experience. because They didn't get f- to pick that name, though, I don't think. The, uh, they did pick the name. It's but there's a whole thing behind it. Are they? They were signed to a record label. Are they so and so Baron? That's their no, last name. The oh, okay. their last name was uh, Baronowski, but like the, the guess what? Yeah, they didn't get to pick it. They, they 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 joined to a record label. <laughs> they out were now. very forced in that situation. Yeah. They, they 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 they're also like super young. Like they were like you know 15, 16 when they when they got the, the deal. Not the they deal, but when they, when they started. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's just they they signed a record contract to a to a to a company out in L. A. And then that's when they were putting the band together, and that's when I had gotten hooked up because the company out in L.A. were friends of my dad's from back in the day. So they're, so they're like, hey, we know this guitar player that could do this gig. So that's when I got hired on to do plays it. Plays guitar real good. Yeah, it plays guitar real good. Real good. And, uh, he knows all the notes. And uh, I, th- I it's, thought it's that It's a lot could, of notes. Uh, twelve of them. It's about twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a uh, – so it was like that experience. And then when, once I got with Rock and Jake, it was like – it was it kind of blew my mind as far as like what that next level looked like. Just we were like really touring and like doing the whole thing and yeah. big festival shows and, but, I always kind of like, had this thing in the back of my mind. It's like let me just make his job, 
as easy as possible because I would hate to be in his position. Dude. God bless and you for thinking that so young. He explained he. I just I watched the the other guys he'd have to deal with in the band, and I was just like, first off, I'm not good enough to be a dick. Number one, number two, like I shouldn't even I shouldn't even be allowed to have this experience. Cause I'm definitely not good enough. Again, and number three, like you know they they all expected me to be the because i was i was like literally half their age everyone's age in the band every you know the blues bands everyone's older so like everyone when the band was like you know 40 50 years old and i was 24 so you know they all expected me to be like the whiny kid that didn't really know how to do anything or didn't really couldn't hang this and that so i was like i'm definitely not gonna pr- i'm not gonna prove them right you're, you're you know a rock, so man i just like but what 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 i didn't realize was kind of like I saw everything that he did, and I wa- there's a lot that I learned of what not to do. There's a lot that I learned of what to do. But I don't think I realized the importance of what he actually had to do in the communication and being on top of your shit until I started my own band. Truth. And it's like you see them doing their shit. You're like, okay, well, that needs to be done, obviously. I know that uh, this is how it needs to be. But you don't – I think the biggest lesson that I learned was, like, communication and being on top of like 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 we even talked about this like a long time ago about like making sure your hotels are on point yeah, before you yeah. drive into a city at 4 a.m. and realize yeah, yeah. what you don't have my reservation yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> shit what like do you that mean you don't know I'm supposed to be here I know I'm supposed to be here yeah <laughs> and I would see Jake sitting there making calls as we roll into every city hey this is Jake you know yeah. I play the rock and Jake from so and so like just want to make sure every, all the details are yeah. good for tonight and then he calls the hotel this is all while he's driving and, and like and just being on top of it all and I was like that's what you should be doing doing but i didn't realize the importance until i started my band so you had to do it yeah exactly uh, you know yeah. or how much how much it is to do yeah exactly like it's, it's non-stop um between you know the fine details to uh, you know merchandising to you know having enough merchandising to money storing money keeping money you know your taxes. How, how to spend money yeah exactly you know, uh stuff like that like what's the best play um, and sometimes you got to think for me, I, I always thought in like three and six month increments, um, you know, be on terms of money, like what's more important in three months and what's more important for six months to spend this money on. And how do those two compare? You right. Know, kind of deal. Yeah, and short and long term. Yeah. Of things. Yeah. You know, cause that's the biggest thing about this career is also is money. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, dude, you, you, every dime you make, you, you spend you know, you break a dollar to make a dime. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's kind of interesting. This is kind of the whole reason why we started this podcast is because a lot of us, especially, I, I, I mean, a lot of us pursuing the original music grind are kind of having to teeter that line of the bar scene yeah. and the, you know, ticketed shows and being on the road and, you know, doing like these concert series and festivals. But at the same time, it's like we don't have label support. We don't have investors putting money into it. Uh, we have to somehow figure out a way to, to to get money to do it. So we play a lot of bars yeah, 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 yeah. to get that money. What was your experience like? And what do you think the importance of this is kind of like a, I'm kind of setting the question up. But at the same time, it's like you want to make sure you don't get caught in that cycle of just being a bar band. Right. <sighs> if you're trying to really yes. get, make this career like I know what that's like. Yeah. Right. So what's the importance of teetering that line and, and keeping your your end game in sight? You know, it's always important to keep the end game in sight. Um, but also that the end game changes. Cause I know in some of my experiences, the there's been times I've put that my head down and concentrated on the money way more than I did anything else. Of course. Yeah. And then that's when you get caught up into that bar circuit. Right. And, and now like you're only, you're sticking to your state. 
Right. You're only traveling around the state. You're only playing the venues that are paying the absolute top dollar. Right. That has the house crowd that you're going to rock the shit out of. No ticketed shows. No ticketed shows. No data collecting on how to, what your demographics are and all that shit. Yeah, you know, and so it was all about the dollar. So I've definitely got caught up into that too. But on the flip side to that, whenever I've had the bands like Ivy West who, who teetered both sides of the fence, Ginger Beard Man now teetering both sides of the fence, like... The beauty of it is as long as you stay focused, it works, right? But the, the, the magic comes from the fact that sometimes you're now in that position where you're performing for four hours a night, seven nights a week together. Yeah. You know? And so like with Ginger Beard Man, like that's, that's kind of always been our magic. We, I mean, that band's barely rehearsed as a band. We just showed up and started playing these gigs. We were like, it started off to be a money band. You know, like we were playing with other people. We need to make money. Let's be a money band. And that's how it started off. And it, and it wasn't doing the other stuff. It didn't come until after that. But it, it, it kept us playing. So now, pre-quarantine at least, now, now we haven't been playing much. But uh, it, we'd fuck up in Beautiful Harmony. Right. You know what I mean? You spend that much time together. The playing is so. And with Ivy West was kind of the same way. We'd go out on the road and do shows and and we'd be on fire because we just spent five nights playing in bars right you know cooking it for hours on end you right know? so we were like we were you know it almost allowed to, to teeter if you can do it healthy on both sides of the fence man it could put you at a peak of your game and you're playing for sure you know because you're you get that mojo and that time all together plus you get the you know and then the, the actual physical Playtime, right? Exactly. Yeah. Playtime is valuable. It's not even playtime too. It's like performance time. Performance, performance. time. Yeah. Playtime. Exactly. Play so playtime, like performance time, where you have to, like, I have to deliver, right, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I can't, I can't be sitting in a room like this with just a few dudes and and blah, whatever comes out's fine. No, I have to deliver. So, being at that point every night. Every night, every night, every night, I have to deliver. And then, as the bar, even if it's a bar band, as the band gets better now and more popular, now you really have to deliver. Right. There's you an know expectation. What I mean? Yeah. Then the expectation gets up there. So now we can't even phone it in as a band at this point. You know, you, we have to deliver. And that's the expectation. That's the killer of this career. Yeah, for sure. Everybody man. else's expectation. Or <laughs> just even your own expectation oh, sometimes, yeah. too, man. I, that's for me that's debilitating like well, i sit there I, and i and i know everyone in the band has noticed it as well like when i get up there and sometimes i just flub we call him the whiff master the whiff master because i will get up there it. because like parts that i played a million times that i can do and that i've literally recorded you know and have it on a record or the riff whiffer yeah which is also a good name. yeah uh that's, that's a good one. yeah <laughs> it's it's uh, i love it too uh, I'm and it's, yeah, I should get a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I thanks love that. A lot for He's repping the fucking side hustle yeah. tea. Side hustle love t-shirt. I, Thank dude, you. I appreciate it. By far my favorite. I, I try to rep all my boys shirts, all my friends shirts. Uh, but I wear this one all the freaking time. Yeah. Side hustle. Just the name in general. It's just pimping. Yeah. Even if you don't know it's a band name, I've had dudes walk up to the gas station and be like, dude, that shirt's dope. They have no idea it's a band. Yeah. They're just looking at the shirt going, that's dope. That's badass. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish that. they knew it was a band, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> baby steps. Tell we all. Yeah, baby, baby steps. steps. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, man, uh, th- like my own, 
like like my own expectation of what the show needs to be mm-hmm. gets in my head. So and like I don't, if we're playing at a bar, I don't really give a fuck. And those end up, end up being our best shows a lot of the time because I don't give a shit. Yeah. But like when we're at a when like when we're what ends up happening is that I know if we're doing a ticketed event or we're playing out of town or something, what ends up happening is like these people just spent money specifically to come and see us. Yeah. And like we're playing our music and we have to do it in a way that makes their time worth it and their money worth it. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets into my head. I'm like, I, I can't do this. And I just start yeah. flubbing shit. I mean, not that I can't do it. Not that we don't have good nights and not that people, people might not even notice a lot of the time, but for me and everyone in the band will, will definitely tell you. You just have to it. not care the whole time. Right. Exactly. No, I, that's John's great with that. That's actually, that was going to be my point. One of the best things I ever did was get to the point where I told myself, I don't give a shit anymore. I don't it's care. It's just another gig. Yeah, it's just another gig. I yeah. don't give a shit anymore. I don't care if I play good. I don't care if I don't play good. And once I got to that point, I started to actually play so much better. Right. Because I didn't, I didn't care anymore. You're already, de- you're already defeated before you even start playing if you're in that mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah exactly. And so like, I kind of got to that point where it's just like, I'm never going to meet this group of people's expectations. So now I don't give a fuck. Uh, there's there's <laughs> no such thing as a perfect show. I yeah. like saying that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Anyways, that's my philosophy. It, and so once I got to that point, it made me realize that I don't, I don't, I don't care. This is so now. If, if I'm gonna, if I fuck up, I'm gonna fuck up the most awkward, brilliant musical way I can. And if you didn't catch it, I might just repeat it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I don't care. And once I started getting into that mentality, my playing definitely elevated it a little bit. Yeah, that's jazz. Yeah, that's idiot. that's basically what jazz is. Just you know, fuck up yeah. twice. Yeah, fuck, fuck up, twice. up twice. That's why there's two Z's. Do it yeah. three <laughs> times if you really need to make a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I saw a buddy guy in concert whenever I was younger, and and he hit a really gnarly bad note, and then he hit it again and again and again, and yeah. then he pointed at the audience and smiled and hit it like eight more times. <laughs> and at that, that point, it wasn't a part of the show. It was one of the, it wasn't a bad note. Yeah. It was one of the most epic points of that set. Right. You know, that's that part. Everybody thought, dude, you see that? That was crazy. Right. My, uh, yeah. my cousin was his manager. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm a huge buddy guy. That's on my, my top three list, man. Yeah. Buddy guy is by far, dude, it, uh, everything I've tried to be as a front man or understand the concept of what a front man does for a show yeah has has that guy delivers every time i've seen him i've seen him so many times i think he has such a and weird name buddy guy yeah just think about it like just <laughs> buddy and guy yeah, yeah i don't know whatever but whatever he, it's no. on his parents not me i don't know <laughs> you know he's he's the reason that uh uh that's actually, i'm pretty sure it's his stage name though that can't be his real name i don't know if that's his real name uh but he's the Huge reason why blues fans should comment on this yeah and for let sure us know this kind of stuff for sure um uh clapton plays a strap because of him yep and like a ton of guitar players play a strap because like they saw buddy guy playing a strap and they're like you know that's a country guitar right and he was like i don't give a fuck and they (laughs) saw him play and then they were like polka dots on it yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and they saw him play and they were just like oh i guess i'm gonna play a strat now (laughs) it's pretty wild man so like it's funny because i feel like there's two ways you can play like strats I'm going to get a drink while I talk about you, guitars. You, you go get yeah, a drink. He doesn't like Piano guitars. Players. Finds yeah. them boring. Uh, <laughs> there's like two ways you can play the strats. You can play the strats on the neck positions, position one, three, and five. Right. Or you play in the parallel positions. Right? And so everybody who leans in those, they kind of lean to a certain style. And then buddy, then, then there's buddy guy. Right. <laughs> and right. he's like, 
he 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 just plays strats different than most strat guys. Do you know who else plays strats different than most strats strat guys? Who is Willis Gore? <laughs> Dude, for real. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw I saw him last night. Went to the Splits Jam for a little bit. That oh, was the last one. Too. Yeah, the last one at I that was location. At it, it was a lot of fun. House. Oh darn. So I didn't realize this, but Chris Underdog got up and played through Willis's rig, and he was like, uh, "Do you know that Willis plays?" With his treble dimed out and his yeah. bass rolled all the way off, yeah. with a strat. Yeah, and I was like, I did not know that. Yeah. He was like, so I'll tell yeah. you this: I couldn't make it sound good, but <laughs> Willis gets up there, his fucking like guitar god shreds, he, and you're just like, yo, that sounds so fucking good. It's like 100. And no, I know, <laughs> I do know this. And so now, sometimes it sounds great. Sometimes when you're the mercy of being the guitar player that has to stand next to him, oh yeah, the trucks. <laughs> I'm like, this is cutting my head off. Yeah, I bet. Uh, but, no, I, same thing. I could pick up his rig at his settings, and it's so over-the-top bright. But it, he, it works on him. The big old sausage Everybody's fingers, gonna, bro. Yeah. He's fucking lays into that shit. Dude, it's <laughs> it's crazy. The hummy, and also, he, he, he plays the humbuckers in his Strat. Oh, and so, okay. But he, he does it well where it still sounds like a Strat. Right. You know, um Well that's because he has the bass roll all the way off and the and the, the treble dimed out. Dimed out. It's like bro I threw a Vibralux two ten <laughs> too. Like an iconically kind of bright amplifier yeah, as it is. Exactly. So, uh, I love that though. He, I don't know how he makes it sound so good. He was playing last night and it was just like I hear I heard him I was like, I heard him after I realized what Chris told me and I was like, How does that sound so fucking good out here? You know, I've never actually got into the. I should get into the conversation with him, but I, I don't know if he rolls his tones. If he's got okay, yeah, that's um, a good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I tend to run my amps a little brighter because I do use my tone nubs a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, if I have to guess, he probably rolls his tones. Yeah, that makes and he, sense. And he, I doubt he plays with his volume maxed out either. That's that. That would make yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah. I try to do it with the telly. Sometimes it doesn't work out. What? If I roll the tone on the te- on the telly, it just it loses too much output. But I also don't play really? very trebly. Is it a stock? What kind of tell you got? Uh, just a standard. Uh, and it's all stock. No, no, no. I changed out the pick. I have a, I have a Barden in the front, and then a fifty-one Nocaster in the back. Then I have a four. I put a four-way switch in it, also. So it goes, goes to the humbucker setting. Yeah, this is yeah. super interesting. Okay, uh, yeah. If people don't like when we get into the gear talk. No, oh, I'm great. a gear nerd. I am yeah, like. I, know. I am I, a well, super gear nerd. Why does why, why does my belly keep hanging out? Well, you know, but uh, <laughs> everyone. I'm getting fat for quarantine. Oh uh, well. <laughs> Every one, of, every one of these different guitar tones and everything like that it still sounds like a guitar, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, d- don't <laughs> says the synth player. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dude, it, all that shit sounds like a synth to me, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. It's maybe that's what loud, it is. screeching sounds that sound like being made by a robot. I'll be honest, not all of them sound good. Don't be so hard on yourself, man. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? That's what your guitar tone sounds like? No, no, that's what your synthesizers sound like. Or it's just the way that you play them. I I can tell different guitar tones and everything like that. It's just always a joke that you get so into about how to make a tone. I'm just like, like, oh my God, you got to do so much, so much hardware just to make it. And then I'll I'll go on a synthesizer and just be like, and it just turns into a completely different instrument. I've kind of come to this conclusion, though, lately. I keep getting taught amp conversations with quite a few friends lately. And I'm like, I'm kind of getting to that point where it doesn't matter. doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter. Like, nobody, the only person who ever can tell the difference is the player. Right. You know? And it's like. Yeah. Like, that's, like, they're <laughs> that's the only person that can tell the difference. So I'm like, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know? Because I get into the debates all the time because I, I went to a solid state rig 
which is a big no-no for, for guitar to, players. Yeah, yeah, especially at it coming from a blues background. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And so, but it's like, does it really matter? <laughs> that, that's that's what you and I were talking about the other night. It was like, it was like I'm pretty sure that most people, once you get to a certain level, can make it can make anything work. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like that's the point that I got. Will to. a score? You, it doesn't. You can put them on whatever piece of junk acoustic to whatever guitar and whatever rig he could jump on my rig and he's still going to rip and sound like Willis. Yeah, Cole. exactly. You know what I mean? He'll those always two sound, sound. Those two sound different. Acoustic and electric. I will say. Yeah, but he'll always have his vibe. Jesus Christ. He's such a, <laughs> I'm hating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cause this, I cannot. He also up. thinks Stevie Ray Vaughan and Derek trucks sound exactly the same. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Dude, I'm out of here. I've yeah. never, <laughs> I've never, I've never you said that. I thought you said that. I, I thought this podcast was legit. No, no Billy's it's not. It's the bottom place. of it. It's the bottom of it. And secondly, I never said that. Yeah, you did say that. We were in the van Wait. one time. And I showed you a Stevie Ray Vaughan tune. I showed you a Derek trucks tune. I was like, you think those guys, because you're like, all electric, tar- all electric guitar sounds the same. No. And I showed you those two guys. You're putting a lot of words and in my mouth no, on, I, on for everybody to hear recorded right now. I never said that. I swear to God. I said, all, all that, all the, all the soul music that you were showing me and everything like that is basically the same. Right. It all sounds like the intro to Saturday Night Live. That's okay. By that, soul, I did say that. You can soul, quote me on that. By soul, he's calling. I compare saxophone players. <laughs> by do they sound like the '90s Saturday Night Live? <laughs> that's okay. like, See, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> that's how I judge saxophone players. But Billy is also calling Jaco Pistorius soul music, which is like, bro. It's we weren't even listening to soul. We were listening to jazz. Whatever. It's just like it's jazz. You man. don't know anything about music. That's just what it comes. You don't down know to. anything Ooh. about my side of music either. <laughs> I do. I know pretty much. No, you I have no clue. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no cool. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I know. That's what. Before. That's what guitarists <laughs> sing. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's cool. what Billy listens to. It's the same. As long as it has that drum beat, he's good. Oh yeah. I'll I'll, I'll make fun of you, but. I love that vibe and about you y'all's me- band, though. Oh, that four in the floor yeah, shit. Yeah, because there's That's times where I, where I see y'all late at night, and I'm like, this shit is so dope. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, you is that something that super popular that everybody likes and will make us a lot of money? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's stop doing that. Let's play blues that's been dead for the past hundred years. I don't play. I don't. Let's play. do that. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, keep talking about guitar <laughs> tones, and I'll just sit over here like a jackass <laughs> because that's what I am, basically. That was a good. Well, I mean, you are that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Keep going. Why did you stop? It. I love it. Billy really loves it. No, I for real though. That is actually. I love that vibe about your band because there's times where you are so borderline club worthy. Yeah. Of like nightclub, nightclub, yeah. you know, and I'm like, it's so dope, especially at three o'clock in the morning. You may or may not be under the influence of things. Right. It's awesome. It's yeah. dance. <laughs> it's dance music. Yeah, yeah it's I great. Get it. I've always said, if you can't dance to it, it's not music. I love that ultimate where you got that build up. That's a crazy thing. That build up, and then that. The one happens, and then you want to jump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a great contribution to what we do, and that's that's awesome. I love that. To say that if you can't dance to it, it's not music is a crazy thing to say. It's not. You know that, right? No, that's. That's insane. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. We're getting I bet off track. Beethoven would be very disappointed in that statement. I can get down to Moonlight Sonata. Okay. Yeah, that's all about them. Uh, so and I'm not even saying that your music uh, or, or Derek Trucks and, 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 and uh, that sort of soul music that you can't do. You can dance to that too. Yeah. Not, uh, I was not not including you. What about like Return to Forever or like Weather Report and bands like, like fusion bands from the 70s like that? That's I not mean, music? It's. I mean, it's music. It's just like, I don't know. Oh You're my God. Can show, you dance to like, math really. rock? Billy actually like well, you, you like like wait, math was rock. It you? Was it you? Math rock. You like yeah, movies, I love right? math rock. Like, like battles. Can you, like can you dance to that? Oh, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah. Mm. Because like, mm. it's let me just say it's not music though. Well, let me just say let me let me say then let me let let me uh 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 yeah, yeah. iron Why, out my philosophy. You iron it out the a the bit. best music is the music you can do. Okay, so. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. <laughs> um. Anyways, I just being do you feel better about I, yourself I, now. I do. Do you, feel, you got it all out. I had Did I had it all inside. I had to interrupt and 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 you went on for like twenty minutes about guitar tone. So yeah, yeah. Here, yeah we here can we talk are. about that. Anyways, um, what about your Telefender Cratacasters? Cr- <laughs> all right, keep going. <laughs> anyways, I'm messing so, around. So <laughs> I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, we're having a great time. I'm just having a silly goose time. Here. Yeah, I am stretching. So so. <laughs> it always feels pointless to come back to this. But, uh, <laughs> Billy's derailed the conversation. I'm not even sure what we were talking about. So. You were talking well, about guitar tones. Well, no, so oh, how uh, amazing they were compared to uh, synthesizer tones? sounds. Yeah. Nope, I added yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I actually do want to ask you, though, about your – so you did you did Ivy West and you learned all these things about being a band leader. How did – when you came, when you went back to being a side guy like with Melody Trucks and uh, other experiences you might have had recently – um, what did you what did you bring to that experience? Keep your mouth shut. Okay, so was that that's the way that you knew? So you didn't know how to do that before you did Ivy West? Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah that's something that's I hilarious. have to I have to I have to work with is uh, just because I have an opinion doesn't mean it's right. Right. You know, and I and I, I'm strong enough to say understand that, um, and then. Something that I, you know, just keep your mouth shut. You know, I try to, in other band situations that I've been in later on, you know, like if it's not my way, it's fine. They're hiring me. Right. You know, it's their way. So just, exactly. you know, just do your part and to the best of who you can and what you're willing to do too. Like, so if you don't want to be, in, if you're a musician, you don't want to be in this situation. And if you don't like the way things are rent that they're running their ship, then... You know, get off and go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. You know, go find what you want. And that's the beauty of this. Every every time I've left a band and went to another band, my career escalated in some aspect. You know, one thing or another, Always, it's always been one step up. Every time, you know, maybe financially, maybe the traveling's better, The whatever the situation is, every band that, when I left, it just got better. Yeah. Well, yeah. You set your standard. You know, you mm-hmm. know, you know what you're willing to put up with. That's something that comes with a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Just getting older, and you're just like, you know what? Uh, I don't know that I want to say yes to everything anymore. God's truth. You know, cause I, yeah. I, I don't know that because I, I know because I already see. I, I've done this. I know where this is going, mm-hmm. and I don't. And I also and like you look at people sometimes, and you're like, I either don't believe what you're saying, or I don't believe that that you know what's what actually takes. happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. What it takes. Exactly. You no, know. No, no, that's. Yeah, that's what does it take? How much you're willing to sacrifice? Which also, which How also, hungry are you willing to get? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and also, it kind of makes people that have been in that situation a little bit more valuable. But also, can sometimes if you don't Taint learn them. The, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, but it also becomes like you you are more valuable. You're more valuable because you're a you you can you can be the best side person that you can possibly be. If you if you do value yourself that way, because when you don't, you you, you call you, like the only t- if you've led a band and you've also been a side person, you know that you only call out bullshit when it's absolutely necessary. The last resort, exactly. The last resort, so yeah. it's like then you go into a scenario and say, "Look at man, like uh, if if you're if you legit know what you're doing, 
I know exactly how this goes. I will be the best person to take on the road. If you don't know what you're doing, I could be the worst person to take on the road. I, well, see, I've kind of gotten to the point where, too, it's like even if, you know, if you're, if you're meeting my criteria, I'm going to sit back and just watch the show. Exactly what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I'm kind of at this point now where I've, I've, I can, I've, I notice a lot of things. I know what's what. I, I typically have a good idea as to how things are going to play out sometimes. Right. And so, like, I'll just, I'll sit and you're meeting my criteria. I'm going to watch the just, show. Just watch the show. Just That's watch all the it show. is. See what happens. Vice uh, versa. But the other end of that, it's if you don't see shit going down the way you want to, it's like you won't, you won't even call it out. You'll just quit. Yeah. Probably. Most likely. Yeah, right? Could, could, could you two that. provide an example of what you're speaking of? Because it's a little sure. bit vague. Uh, so, to me anyway. Sorry. You know, for sure. I, well, uh, West probably has more, uh, definitely has more experience than I do with this. So maybe you can shine some light on what you might see a scenario worth calling out or not, or just, or just quitting, you know, rather uh, than just not happy with this, whatever. Everybody has an idealism of what, how business should be run. Right. And, and so that's where I said earlier, like I, I have to tell myself a lot sometimes, even though I have an opinion on how things should be run. It's not necessarily right. Yeah. Um, but also experiences taught enough, that, you know, guys have done it long enough enough to know how how things should be done and what are generally going to be a bad decision you know and and things like that and like some you got to choose your battles accordingly that's what my dad used to say choose your battles wisely so on when you step up and say something right you know and like when is it worth it and i don't necessarily want to get out too crazy and say too many scenarios but well i uh, so I, i can talk about scenarios that i haven't personally experienced just because uh i haven't like hat, but like I know you what you want to talk for. about that cover band that we were in for a little while. No, well I that, that's <laughs> that, so that I know that's a, a great example. Well, no, I mean I, I can talk about just in general what I would what I wouldn't be looking for, and I know that for instance, if I'm if I'm going along for the ride, right? Uh, I want to know that you have a plan. If we're going to record a record, I want to know that you have a plan for how it's going to get released. Right. Yeah. I want to know yeah. that. If we're if we're going on the road, I want to know that you, I don't have to be aware of all of it. I want to know that at least you know, like how we're getting paid and what that pay looks like, what the deal structure is, what the load in of the venue that we're going to is. Do do our hotels provided, or do we have to work that out? So I want you to I want to know that you are in control of the situation. It's right? so close to a cult. It's like there's well, it's, a, there's a cult leader and he's in charge of everything, and you just follow that guy. Or other or or, or no, I don't see. I don't look at it as a cult. I look at it as business. It's a business. Business. Yeah, I look what? At it as business. And that's yeah, like, I guess so. Like we're if you want to rip it down to basics, we are being hired for. A, a product that we advertise. Right. And so like, what is, if you were any other company doing said business, you know, how, what's the most efficient way to get product from point A to point B, the most reliable, most efficient, most cost effective way to do it, you know, and having that structured planned out, you know, you can't think about this business. Like I'm in a band, like it's gotta be business. You gotta think about it. Like break it down to business. Especially these days, man, there's, the days oh, of like no, playing in clubs and just hoping somebody discovers you. That's, I mean, like yeah. if that was gone 10 years ago, it's way in the past now. It's like not well, even. Well, So here's the thing too, man. Like first and foremost, nobody gives a shit about how good you are. Right. Right. Cause that generally speaking, nine out of 10 people are pretty fucking good. Yeah. Who are trying to make a living out of it. So it, no, nobody gives a shit how good you are. It, it's, it's how you play the game. 
how you you go through the paces to get where you want to get because as good as you think you are there's a dude half your age that'll smoke you yeah which is <laughs> why know? i never and, went to la you know and it's like and you know we with melody trucks man we did this mu- music masters camp in upstate new york and it was originally put together by butch trucks um luther and cody dixon from mississippi all-stars yeah um O'Teal, you know, and they had Jeez. this master's camp and we had the privilege of going two years in a row with Melody and um, it was amazing. But it's a, it's it's like a very invite only kind of situation and and or you pay a lot of money to get there. Or people sponsor you. So you got to be like whoever's there is kind of somebody in the playing world. Right? right. And like so they do these clinics all day long. And then at the end of the at the end of the evening, all the the big honcho people host their own little open jams throughout the property and stuff. And you just walk around and go to all the jams and stuff. And there was at some point where I realized I was standing in this room with all these 12, 13, 14 year old kids, boys and girls. And I realized I'm the worst guitar player. In this room. <laughs> oh like, man. Wes. I, don't, I don't even, I don't even want to get up and jam. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Cause I'll know who that twelve-year-old girl is, and I'm not jamming with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Same man. The level of talent out there these days—it's crazy. crazy. Everybody's good, man, and it's like so. Like I at like that, that point, whenever you're at, you're competing at that kind of level, just really being good matter. <laughs> well, yeah. the thing is, you know, it's like so. Our friend uh, Nico, who runs Real Time Management, is a manager of the Honey Hounds, and and I haven't watched. I've been watching all y'all's, but I haven't watched the one with Nico. Oh, yet. I'll I'll bro, it's it. I'll send it to you just nice. for free because we, oh, have, it, we have it on the Patreon account. <laughs> it's only up on the Patreon account. We'll we hook, have to pay we'll for it. I'll send it to you just because I want you to watch it. it, right, was, like it. He, he, he brings some, he, but he talks about some stuff. He was, he was doing um, a similar, uh, a similar thing to what we were doing where he, but he brought like, like one his, one of his first guests was uh, Chris. I can't remember his last name from, from Atlantic records. Okay, and um, like from LA, like no, he was out. He was based in, out of Nashville. Oh, but uh, so he was. He had him on, and I and it was a uh, a live stream. So I watched, and it was a Google Hangout session. That yeah. he, so I I watched it, and I was asking questions. I was like, what? First off, like, what is the role of a label today? And that's uh, a valid question. What What are you looking for in bands? And f- the he, the role of the label, I, I'll get to in a minute, but. The, the thing that I took away from the most was like what we are looking for in bands. He's like, he's like, we want to see somebody who is a CEO. You want to see somebody who knows how to run a business. Yeah. He's like, you know, and then the rest of this stuff comes afterwards. But like, we, we don't want to like, we, we approach you with a question and what your vision is. We don't want to hear just like, well, you know, this is what kind of band we are. So we want to see the vision. Yeah. We, we, we want to know that you have your business on point before we make the investment into and your business. You know, what's crazy is, is like that. If you look at any of the big household name, pop stars, country stars, anything of that nature, like that should be actually obvious. Yeah, of course. You know, like man. you look at Zach Brown Band, for instance. Yeah. He went. Don't from, laugh at Zach Brown Band. No, I'm dude, saying I'm dude. saying that's a great example. Yeah, I absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely love Zach Brown Band. But like, <laughs> so they started off. They're a Georgia band. Yeah. They were very starting off playing bars, traveling, doing all this stuff. They get they build, they build, they get signed. Now they have a CMT TV show about their cook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like it's he's got charity events going on he has um some type of facility for special needs kids like it turned into an empire right it wasn't just i'm gonna sing country tunes i built an, an empire. empire and like so like that's like 
they got like a hundred plus person crew that goes on each night on tour with them. You know, so like that became. You better believe that he knows what his overhead is on that before every show. Yeah, you know, know? so like it's just, it's not just a band and that's, so I understand, like, it's funny that you say that because to me I feel like that should almost be obvious at this point. Whenever you look at any of the big names, they turn into clothing name brands, they have shoe endorsements, they have whatever it is. Music is the last thing they're making money on at this point. At that point, (laughs) you know, like Brad Paisley. Like, right. So like, keep practicing, children. That guy makes more money <laughs> to, to, to show up and sit and take a picture holding one of those pictures than he does on shows. Did you oh, say? Or selling yeah. records. Brad Paisley. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and like. No, he's doing a hell of a job at Nationwide commercials, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, probably exactly. making. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's exactly it. They, they, it's, he's it's so short, too. How do you build that empire more than it is? And, and as ironic as it is to say it, rappers have the whole hip hop culture has dynamite like really got that that concept bro down. 50 cent made yeah. more money selling vitamin water jay-z than owns an nba team yeah, anyway exactly. what's that going about but you know yeah. what i mean it's just like those guys were like all right i'm gonna rap and it's gonna make me this much money to do this 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 and this and then and it, it just it was an empire it was a constant how do you grow this build bigger right and you know? i think i think like it's very weird now well i mean I think that if you take the right steps to get to where you have to go, you learn these things as you go. Sure. This is why you don't really see a lot of people coming out of those singing competitions. But when you're doing ten years old and they're teaching you how to play piano, they don't really tell you that. They're well, like, no, but you, but right, and that's that's why a lot of people don't. That that's why like doesn't like just because you're good, yeah. doesn't mean that you become successful. Because if you don't know I how know to a lot run of the good business, players that yeah, me too that would kill. To do half the stuff I get to do, I know. yeah, you know that that would smoke me as players, yeah, you know, but don't I, have the right attitude I don't or it. you know, and, and or just don't me. think about shit, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. like beyond just like the next gig or something, you know, it's like what you know, like hey, we're gonna get paid this much money in this gig, okay, cool, yeah, I'm there, yeah. so that's all you think about. So like, there's so much opportunity within this field of music where it's like don't limit yourself on thinking just because like you're good, like that's gonna get you anywhere you want to go. Like think about the business end of it. Like if you're if you're really good, then that only enhances your chances of being successful if you have a business mind and you really yeah. think about how you can utilize this stuff, you know? So yeah. you have to just you have to just make once you start making money, surround it like none of us like, uh, I'll speak for myself here. I don't know what it means to have a shit ton of money in the bank. I don't know what it means. I don't, mean. I don't <laughs> know what it means. I don't know what it means. To, I, I don't know what to do if I did have a shit ton of money in the bank, but what I would do is find somebody that knows what to do with that and be like, yo, how do I grow this? Yeah. What, what are my, like, like I have ideas oh, what I want to idea. do. How do, I, how do I take – and that's why people have business managers and money managers because it's, these are the people that, that, you, that, you, that you speak with about once you start making that big chunk their of change, their job is to make you more money yeah. because it makes them more money. Yeah. So it's like, okay – what do I do here? And obviously you want to be skeptical. You have to be on top of your shit to a point where you have to know when, when like bullshit, when you see bullshit, yeah. because even those people are trying to take your money. Everybody's trying to take Everybody's your money. To, everyone's trying to take your money. So you got to be on, on top of your shit. But at the same time, like find people that you trust 
surround yourself with them and take their advice and figure out where to put your money in places that's going to set you up. Invest your money, people. Yeah. And that's me, a good idea. And it's a, it, this is a business, man. Like, I it love is. I love playing music. That's a phenomenal idea. I've never invested money. Yeah, I have absolutely no money, but I have a lot of really nice guitars. I see. <laughs> All my money's tied up in real estate right now. I can't really loan you anything. Yeah, I'm paying a lot of money in rent. All all okay. mine's tied up in fucking real estate. Also, <laughs> I have I have absolutely no money. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, well, that's, all right, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta talk about something. There, are you all right there? Uh, no. But I mean, like, start a relief fund. Good lord. No, but I mean, <laughs> but it, it just you have to you have to be once you start making money, just just be smart about it. There's a lot of guys, or you know, 2020, a lot 2020 of women too, right? So, them or just a lot, a lot them. of people, a lot of people, just a lot of people, a lot of people in general, reptilians that make reptilians, right? Keep going. That that make money in this field and um, don't set themselves up to let that money work for them because again, yeah. it's always about the next gig. You can make really good money always thinking about the next gig, but you're never going to set yourself up to a point where if this all goes to shit, where like a pandemic comes in and you can't gig anymore, you didn't set yourself up for this scenario. Or where streaming comes into play, you can't sell records anymore. David Crosby is broke. David Crosby is one of the most incredible musicians, songwriters of all time. And this dude... Okay. I don't know. Crosby stills Nash. Oh, that guy. He's... Dude, you should really get out more often. Or just listen to music in general. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like four on the floor. You know, deep German house <laughs> kind of <laughs> shit. You know, just listen to say the exact same to you, but keep going. No, yeah, but you know, <laughs> just just an honest just question. Who's just that? know who the legends are, but no big deal. Um, but yeah, so he he didn't set himself up for he, because there's a whole article that he did about about streaming and how it's like how music, musicians aren't making money anymore. I was like, well, there's a lot of musicians that are doing real well right now, yeah. and you just. You, you must have not set yourself up outside of record sales in order to sustain. But he's also a different generation, too. Different generation, but a lot uh, of people. I mean, look at like Paul Probably McCartney, like two generations Paul ago, McCartney's I'd say. Paul not struggling right now. Yeah, he's no, the okay. richest musician. Like, Neil Young is not Sir struggling right now. Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. Sorry, the real Paul's right. dead anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> 1966, he he's was not, taken out. Car I'm telling you, man, he's look not. it up. Look it's it legit. up, bro. Sergeant Pepper's Abbey Road play uh, Revolution Backwards, guy? Revolution no, Number no, 9. No, he's a conspiracy guy. I'm a conspiracy guy. guy. I'm, I'm not. It. I'm the, the exact the opposite. Paul, the RuPaul died. No now, that's not to say they didn't replace him with a better dude. Did you say RuPaul died? What? Oh, the real Paul died. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll derail anything if you give me the chance. Side track. Um... I did want to kind of get in. Let's get back to this list. We yeah. really need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask you about like your, your endorsements and stuff like that. You did a lot of cool. Yeah, uh, I've had a few. Yeah. Uh, no big what deal. About, ask me <laughs> well, no. Basically, <laughs> basically, what what? How did you get those endorsements? And what do you recommend to artists coming up? Is that something that you that they should be focusing on? Some uh, most of it's been right place, right time, um, and 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 then asking. Right. You know, um, but don't don't get. And so le- I've learned lessons in the endorsements, getting endorsements for the sake of getting getting them um, and then getting ones. And the difference in the interaction with those companies compared to the ones that I, I really wanted, you know, or because I really liked said product, you know. Um, so I've had a, I have a few shubs, my big one shubs capo uh, and that just right place, right time. Um, and uh, we were talking about this earlier, but uh, being out at Summer Nam in Nashville, 
And you went to Nam. See, that's man. Uh, anybody, you want an endorsement? Go to Nam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wanted to go to Nam so uh, bad. It's uh, it's awesome. Especially not Vietnam. By yeah, the way, that's a, uh, a giant national, music gear convention. National Association yeah. for Musical Merchants. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, it if you're a gear nerd. Spe- specifically, you need to go to Nam. The key, the, oh, dude, like I it's just, amazing. I, I would, it's, I would die to go. Three to days Nam. of gear heaven, yeah. you know. Um, but my shub, I, I went to to go purchase some because you can buy some things while you're at Nam. So I went by the shub's booth and to see if they had the slides that he used for lap steel. And so uh, Gary Shub was there, and I got to meet him and stuff. Shubby, you met him? Yeah, yeah. Like I got to meet him and everything. And so in the conversation. I was like, I pulled out mine. I had mine in my pocket, and I pulled out my slide. There you go. And I was like, man, I want you to know, like, I'm 2,000 gigs plus deep on this slide. Yeah. This, I, I, this is the only one of your product I've ever bought, and I've loved it. And I lose it all the time, so I want to buy another one. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, can I buy three? And so they invited us to the after jam, after party, which n- the best thing about Nam is the after parties, 100%, because um, that's where all the music goes down and all the jam in and – um, I really want to go. The boutique pedal guys will have like their after party and um, uh, shit. What's that guitar company? Um, Fender. No. The, uh, Marshall. Sure. Gibson. Starts with an R. Uh, oh. Uh, Rick and Reverend. Parker. Reverend. Reverend yeah. guitars. They do the a big par- <laughs> after party. Um, but and so I went to the after party. Right. Hung out with them. Got to play and everything like that. They kind of looked me up online and stuff that night. And then the next day I went to go. Just to say, hey, thank you. I had a great time. And they were like, awesome. Would you like an endorsement? And just like, bam. They asked you. Yeah, and just flat out asked. And I was wow. like, yeah. And then immediately was like, sweet, here's all the paperwork. You know, and just like immediately filled out the paperwork. And so they saw you play too, right? I imagine. Yeah, yeah. We okay. played at the after party. And well, I just meant that the. But the biggest, it's funny because what I took away from the conversation was the main reason why they offered it to me so quickly is because I was half the age of anybody else they endorsed. And um, at the time, I still had the That's big hair, the long hair. Interesting. And covered in tattoos. I looked totally different. Yeah. Because a lot of their guys were is a lot older of a generation, bluegrass. I, mm. was, I was stoked about their product and, and coming from a totally different world that they had no involvement with. But now those guys are awesome. When I, if I ever have to contact them for anything, the, the d- positive side but also the downside of their product is – I had one that I was 2,000 gigs deep. I got three more. I really don't need anything else from him. Yeah, but <laughs> right. you got to meet the guy that made yeah. it and then yeah. and then so talk to him, and he's like... I get, I still have open dialogue with him and stuff like that. Um, well, this goes back to, like, well, the the first guest that we had on was the drummer in Melody Trucks Band, Sean Taunton. Who? Sean Taunton. Uh, my double ganger. Yeah, yeah. He's That's my brother. I love that guy to death, man. He's being man. facetious right yeah, now. Yeah, he's yeah. Being I love that guy. Sean. Oh, he yeah. leaves an impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, known, I've, known, I've known Sean since I was uh, uh, 19, actually. Yeah, you, are you, you're not a high school buddy, though? No, I, I, I worked at Shorters with him. Oh, right on. Yeah, right yeah, on. yeah. I've known him for a very long so time. So Sean is a guy who amazes me with his ability to build relationships with people everybody yeah everybody, everybody. i don't know how he does it because he's, he's the life of the party yeah he's he's yeah. yes 100% he's 100 the life, life of the party, party. that's why we're f- that, that's, yeah, well, we get we, we get along together you get well. each other yeah. yeah yeah it's like yeah but you're not very social though sean says the reptilian keep going yeah uh um so sean is really good about developing relationships with people and just kind of like 
uh, I don't know. Like you said, he's the life of the party. Yeah. But in this, uh, the, the the reason why I bring it up is because the first kind of uh, topic that we were going with with Sean was building those relationships. I feel like that's what what going to Nam and meeting these people is all about. So like the reason why you got that endorsement, it's not the right place, right time. Yeah, it's like, a, is that you spoke to them yeah. and you and you yeah. were like, and then you went to a party and you hung out with them and they saw who you were and you were likable and you made that connection and there was like, do you want to be endorsed by us? Yeah. It was like just building that relationship. That's a ten year wait, like you said. You say yes to everything. Yeah, you so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And I've gotten. I like that, that a lot. You know, you I've, what? Had, I've had endorsements that I hated. And you, I was, you, was, you want to spill some beans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck mod Tone. <laughs> mod Tone? Mod Tone <gasps> pedals. But they're not Ooh. even a comp- I think they're out of business. Oh, okay. Me, so. I was going to say, I remember them. Like They were yeah. they were, they were getting some traction for trying a while. Trying to, but yeah, Mod Tone, man, they, like, I really sought out. I was just trying to collect up endorsements and stuff like that to make yeah. my website look better and everything. And um, But the, there were they were horrible products. Yeah, you know, uh, and like, what, what didn't you like about them? Everything was it was it, well, so. <laughs> so for, the first time he used it out of the box was the best it was going to sound. Yes. <laughs> so, so, I, so without getting because people we people don't like the gear talk so much, but but what about the that's partnership? not true. It's just me. No, no, th- we, no we we, we, we <laughs> I like it. Is in the I'm the guest, isn't that? No, important? I know that's, that's true. That's, that's true. true. You guest in my house, you can talk about whatever you want to. Uh, so uh, keep it keep it non-political. What what about <laughs> like was there like something wrong? Like was there anything wrong? with the partnership or with with no i mean they were pretty no it was just kind of no the partnership was actually pretty good i just it kind of they were one of those companies where i had to like realize we're like why am i even trying to do this with these guys if i don't stand behind your product yeah for sure you know like um and and so my thing about i'm a huge gear nerd but something that's super important to me is like durability right, right? like so these 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 pedals or whatever our gear is, it's in my pedal board. I'm stomping on it all night. I throw it into a bag. I throw it into the back of the trailer. It bumps and rides down the road. Yeah. And I take it out and I repeat that process the next night. It's got to be durable, you right. know. And so like, and then also I may or may not like it. So now I'm at that point where it's like if I'm gonna go out of my way to do something for your company, I really need to kind of believe in it too. Yeah. Not that I'm anything special by no stretch, but it's. I'm I'm just not going to do it for people that I like just for the sake of having I have an, an endorsement with them. Right. You know, it's not worth it. It's kind of like yeah. making an investment into something. It's yeah, like you yeah. want to believe in the product before anything else. Yeah. But how do, you, how do you get one of those, though? Like, uh, did, did you reach out to them to get it? With Montone? Yes. Uh, my, I've, my dad actually hooked that one up, uh, being through the store. And well, his contacts, get, he I made that one I want to get sponsored hunt. by somebody, but how, uh, how would I do it? You as know, a DR Strings. Rough uh, and tough and kind of musician that has no sponsor and okay. no talent. So you had a sponsor. You had an endorsement in DR. I still kind of do. You I still guess. Do. Yeah, yeah. That's I have Westbrook. I have West's Customs. Is that um, wait my lap Will, steel strings? Willis has that too. Or is that no, Willis, Willis GHS? Has GHS now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. use those boomers for boomers, a long yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. So mine was just right. I I contacted him and I needed a specialty set for lap steel. And then it was like, oh, we don't make that, but we can. And then it was just like, oh, bam, here's your series of strings, West's Customs. <laughs> That's and they, badass. They kinda, dope, and it was just kind of one of those I just, you know, and then I got to hang out with them, talk to them, and hang out with them at NAM and stuff. And so it's one of those I was the only guy who ever contacted him asked for it. So Now, I'm, I will say all my good sponsorships come from me being a lap steel player 
way more than me being a guitar player. So be a be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not different, but no, totally different. Uh, you know, uh, and every, uh, I, I get the comment all the time. You're the best lap steel player I've ever seen, yeah. and my immediate response always wants to be, "You never get to say it when you want to." How many lap steel players have you actually yeah, seen? Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Can you name one other guy that you've ever seen do right. this? Because I'm pretty sure if you can name somebody, they're way better than I am. <laughs> you know? like, so. uh, well, I. I mean, uh, I think I think you're a great lap steel player. I appreciate that. I was fishing for a compliment there. Uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what, but what? Uh, but I I will say that people definitely aren't as educated on that yeah, instrument as they are in guitar players. It's the camera machine. It doesn't matter how good I am. It doesn't matter what I do on that thing. Sit, second, I sit down and start playing lap. The cameras come out. Yeah. You know, and so like. Any any momentum that I've gotten has been based off that instrument way more than so than the guitar player because I can name all kinds of really good buddies of mine that'll smoke me on guitar. There's no way that's so not true at all. He, he won't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I was wondering, like, lap steel and pedal steel, I always got confused with. What? I know that I know that pedal steel is like this insane instrument, okay. but lap, lap steel lap steel is just an open string guitar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So lap steel sits on your lap, and pedal steel okay. all right. has pedals. It, so that's right, but the, the the pedals on the on the pedal steel they change the key, don't they? Uh, they they bend or release the note. I know what I'm talking about. So depending on the functionality of how you have it set up, right. and different pedal steels do different things. So it can either bend up the note a step, or it can release the note. So why is it so a uh, uh, lap steel though? Why is it called lap steel? Because it sits on your lap. But what's the steel part? Steel string. Steel strings. Just oh. like a pedal steel is called a pedal steel just because steel strings and the pedals. And, and also the, bar, it's the bar steel. Yeah. Traditionally speaking. So. Okay, so it's, it's completely different strings. No, I mean, uh, you still use regular guitar strings, but it's, they're steel strings. That, and different and it, sizes and it, too, though. It, yeah. But it also ventures back to the old school name. It's not a modern thing. Like, original, and those originally were steel strings. How's it different from a uh, slide guitar? A round neck? Like a regular guitar, mm-hmm. um, tuning wise, nothing. I mean, I use the same tuning. Derek so it's uses the sa- so. that's what I'm just curious about it. So it's the same. It's the same tuning as a regular guitar. You just put it on your lap. You just no put it on your lap. The, yeah. the strings are typically raised a couple, like an inch or two yeah. off of the neck. So you, it's you, so it's you, a completely different uh, instrument and neck and bridge and everything. Yeah, you physically, you physically cannot play it like a guitar. There it's are impossible. no. The difference is there's there with a lap steel. At no point is there anywhere where you can make a dead stop to a note, where this hard position makes the note like you have on a guitar you push the string on the fifth fret it makes an a it's a hard mechanical stop lap steels don't have that but there's so microtones or it's there's just no a, frets, an open basically. string and you have a slide almost like a jazz bass or something yeah uh, well, a fretless, fretless bass fretless. Yeah. Like a fretless. that's what i meant sorry yeah, yeah. um yeah like an upright bass the lap, or something yeah. the slide becomes the fret if you will yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh when you have uh, but typically, it's different size strings, though. On, on Depending a on how you tune, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I use, and it, it, there's so many variables on lap steel. Like, it's how you tune, um, your scale eight length. strings yeah, versus, yeah. like, six strings yeah. or eight whatever. Eight strings? Your Sometimes. scale length is important, too, because, like, um, vintage old school lap steels are 22 and a half inch scale. And even some of the old ones go all the way back to 21. And a scale in, for those who don't know, is like the, different, is like the distance between the, the, the saddle or bridge, bridge and, the and the nut. nut. Yeah, yeah the, the whole length of the string. <laughs> There's something on a point. guitar called the nut. The it's nut. where the strings <laughs> rest on the headstock right before it gets to the, the, the fretboard. Man, try so. to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Come how to play guitar. I'm on, not trying can, to ask you the difference between a triangle and a fucking sine wave. But anyways, keep going. Yes. <laughs> the shape. 
The shape. <laughs> <laughs> the shape of the frequency. And then put them together. And what does that make? A bomb sound. Yeah. Um. 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 Yeah. There you go. Um. But yeah. Still the jackass over here. Keep going. Well, you are right now. for sure. Wait till we get another DJ. First step is to make you have a problem. One other keyboardist to come on this show. That's all I'm trying to say. Not that you haven't been a wonderful guest, by the way. Tell me who you want to bring on, bud. We'll get him on. I'm going to play keys. You do? At home by myself and no other musicians are listening. (laughs) But yes. Uh, Who's a badass keys player? Who? Is another guy in the Melody Trucks band, uh, Brady Brady Clampett. Clampett. Yeah, he is is really, really uh, good. Dude, Brady's awesome. He's very good. Dude, okay. He's such a good guitar player, too. He is? One of the things, you know, Brady doesn't get enough credit for, but I think is Brady's theory knowledge is... So out. He went to Berkeley. Yeah, like his knowledge is. And he plays amazing, piano. That's how you know. But, but what he can explain very complicated theory to whatever your level is. Yeah. Very layman's terms. Right. right? And like, so he's my go to on a lot of questions. Because you know. Because you're lame and term, my yeah, very, I'm very lame in terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, I don't explain this like I'm stupid. And he's very good at it. You yeah. Know? Um, but his concept of music and and theory in relation to instruments you know is just amazing man and no he doesn't have, i don't know if he ever gets enough credit for that stuff uh well, he I, definitely I, doesn't because i didn't know that he did any of that until he's always my go-to on terms of okay i'm not a, whatever this is if it's trying to understand a mode what scales to use whatever it is i'm not understanding this explain this to me and yeah. and he's always my first go-to guy on how to make that stuff work you know what else uh, really, then he's a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah, yeah. So, so he knows he, how to hold back better yeah, than anybody I know, bro. Dude. So, why is, I, oh. I, I, we talked about this the other yeah. day at your house, but like, but I'll say it on camera too. Uh, we have to get Brady on here, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'd love to talk to him. I never got to Brady talk to him in person. He's, he's, him. he's also fucking hilarious. He's yes. so fucking funny. He's my second man crush in Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually, he's, he's actually, my first. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a very, very dude, beautiful, been, human like person i joked one time and he blushed i think so ever since then he's been my man crush yeah i'm you know i get i'm I'm easily uh i'm easily entertained by that uh but so i remember i saw i saw brady at a blue jay listening room one time and he was doing the uh the monday night jazz jam with eric brigman and you know kenny hamilton and all the jj gray band and all that uh and i remember so they all like he gets up there and they're they're playing some shit and they all took their their turns and they sounded great. They sounded awesome. But uh, Brady starts playing and he's just like the other guys were doing like the funk and jazz kind of stuff. Brady comes in and just lays in some thick blues. I mean, like the and like so authentically and every note he played was just perfect. It's so held, he holds back. Yeah, he's and, so good at that. And I was like, I'm th- I'm watching. I'm I'm I'm, I'm like, bro. This t- I know he knows how to do more than that, but. I spoke to him after the set, and I was like, "Yo, you you fucking crushed it up there." And he was like, "I knew who I was up there with." <laughs> you know, he was like, "He's like, yeah, I mean, I know that I could do more." Like, basically, what I took away from that was, uh, "I know that I can do more than that." But in that moment, it wasn't my time to do more well, yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do what I do best versus what those guys do best. Yeah. And those guys crushed the jazz and the funk stuff. And he was like. I'm not doing that right now. Like I'm not. That's this is not my time to do that right now. My time is to fucking play some blues. Yeah. You play some blues and it was just like, yo, that was every note that you played was perfect. Dude, he held man playing with and melody. There's so many times like me and Willis. We we'll peak. We've already peaked sometimes <laughs> twice. You know, and so like, but Brady's still over there and he hasn't peaked yet. 
and 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 you anticipate it and he and he and he holds it back and he holds it back and then whenever he does peak because he's made you hold back for it i mean sometimes we'll be five songs in me and pillis me and pillis me and willis have <laughs> he's not even drinking guys know, right yeah <laughs> uh we've peaked five or six times at this point in the set yeah and brady hasn't peaked once but then whenever he does it's so like it puts everything to shame ladies you're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a taken man. I'll now. take his time. Oh, he's in a Facebook relationship. Yeah, okay. I, I was I was trying to say. HBO. You know what yeah. Brady means in Latin, don't you? What slow, slow, slow. Oh, that's actually a perfect. <laughs> like, Did you learn that in South Florida? No, I was just wondering where the word Brady comes from because I got that's my man crushes nice. Tommy. Tommy who? Tommy B, number twelve. Oh, Tom Wait, Brady. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought Brady Clampett was your man crush. I was like, you never even seen him before. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. No, that's not true. I've seen the Melly Trucks band. Before. Oh, okay. Can we talk about that? How how that all started? Uh, the Melly Trucks band. Uh, kind of. So Ginger Beard Man was a thing, yeah. and we started we we started doing a lot of like, hey, we're a hired rhythm section. If you want to hire us, you know, we'll do something. We'll back you up, pretty much. You do like uh, Bryce. Uh, Bryce, Bryce Alistair. Alistair and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and um, so we were kind of trying trying that avenue out. You know what it would be like to be that kind of hired rhythm section. Um, well then, I met. We were playing in downtown at nineteen oh four for some event. I don't know. Oh, that the outdoor. Yeah, because Bonnie Blue street. was outside on the stage out on the street. Yeah, and they as soon as they finished, we started playing on inside of 1904 and there was another stage somewhere too i think outside but so melody was sitting in with willis and bonnie blue there and um that's the night i met her but i didn't really know who she was like i just met her and at the end of the night i just would hey she we talked about bands and her wanting to start a band and stuff like that and so i just made that casual comment at the end of the night, hey, if you're looking to start a band, we are a hired rhythm section. Give me a call. Um, ironically, like a week later, she calls me. Yeah, there you and go. And then she was like, I'm thinking about starting a band and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. What do you? What is your idea? What do you know? And then she's like, I'm thinking about doing this and getting Brady Clampett and Isaac Corbett um, from the, the Corbett Clampett experience and then get Willis Gore from Bonnie Blue. And then I was like, all in one band? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so that's kind of how it all got started was was just on that whim. What's it like being in a band with a bunch of band leaders? Yeah, what's it like being it's in fun. the Blues Brothers? Blues <laughs> the Blues Brothers? No, I'm just saying, just have, like, all the best musicians all in uh, one yeah, band. It's amazing. No, I know. It's amazing. It's <laughs> difficult at times um, because... We all have that. We've done this for a long time mentality, yeah. you know. So, um, it's it's shown difficulties because of that aspect. But also, I would I would like to say for myself definitely, but I would like to say for everybody, it made us all better musicians. Yeah, because it's got to man. Uh, we had to really learn each other. Yeah. Um, not just our pl- our playing styles, but personality. Yeah, we spent a lot of time together, you know, and that that became a seven piece band and what was a big van until you put seven piece band in it. And then you're like, this isn't that big. Sounds, <laughs> so, sounds so cool. And, and you, and then you start traveling. So, uh, but it all, I, I would like to say it definitely made me better being around Willis and, and Brady. And then also Isaac a lot, just trying to comp his licks 
Yeah. You know, when with the battles. Um, Isaac is such a great harmonica But then it also, man. like, it, it put me in a position where I had to learn to play my role. You know, because, like, I can't do the stuff Willis is doing, so I need to stay away from that area completely. Like, I don't, I don't need to try to peak in that fashion. And same with him in my fashion. You know, we all kind of figured out where the strengths were, and then that's what got highlighted from each player. Right. You know, like the real big strengths. So, like, initially I was going to be an active guitar player in the band, uh, but then I, I, I ended up playing guitar on, like, two songs, three songs. You know, and then it was all only lap steel. And my solo breaks kind of became where my solo breaks were going to be, and same with Willis. We just figured out what everybody's strengths were. You know, but it all made us better players. So many aspects. For sure. I've learned so much from Brady Clampett. It's ridiculous, and I don't. I probably don't tell him enough. But from him specifically, out of the band, uh, musically, I've just learned so much from him. Yeah, he's such a knowledgeable guy. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't know, just an easy guy to talk to. And yeah, just easy guy to hang out with. Yeah. Um, we we take our kids fishing a lot. Oh, you do yeah, it together. Yeah. We hang out and fish a lot. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, That's so uh, cool. Yeah, Brady's good peeps, man. He really is. But out of him. I would say probably I learned the most from musically. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, Isaac's got a lot of knowledge on being on the road, probably more so than anybody else in the band. Yeah. I pretty much spent most of his adult life touring on the road. Yeah. He's yeah. got, he's got a lot of road, road yeah, experience. Like for sure, literally man. living in a van Yeah, you know, for, for years on end. So we all had something to teach each other. We all have our strengths, you know? So, um, it was good, man. I love it to death. I love that band. That's awesome, man. And the album, the album is fucking great too. Thank yeah, you. definitely. Yeah. Hell like yeah. It. We were listening to that on the way down to where you're from in St. Pete. Actually, yeah. I remember that because we were going over the giant bridge when you cross from Tampa to St. Pete or whatever. Gandy bridge. Yeah. The, what? Gandy or Skyway? Skyway. Uh, Skyway, Skyway bridge. Skyway, yeah. And we were listening to uh, uh, Melly Trucks album. Freight, Freight Train is Freight the name. Train. Freight Train. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of the song. Yeah. It's a it's a great album. I just if, remember that. Memory. Check it out on Spotify, by yeah. the way. Uh, Melody Trucks Band. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, man. I'm I'm, I'm really happy it's, for I'm, all y'all success. I'm proud of the record, definitely for my little aspect on it. Everybody kind of contributed, wrote a tune to contribute. For and, sure. Um, I I love the record. Fire Inside is probably my favorite song. It's a great song. Um, yeah. And I had absolutely nothing to do with anything of it other than record my parts, you know, <laughs> but it's uh, Brady and Isaac wrote that one. And it's a, lyrically speaking, it's one of my favorites on the record. Musically, right on. it's a very uplifting song. Yeah, for sure. It's you really know? good, man. I remember um, that one. But I dig the whole record because uh, even though there were so many different writers for the record, because each member kind of wrote, Shane wrote uh, Jellyfish. Yeah. I wrote Living a Lie. Um, Brady and Isaac wrote, Willis Gore wrote, um, damn what's that? Uh, I can't remember the name of the one he wrote, the one he's singing. Uh, you know, everybody contributed to writing on that record, but it still sounds like one conclusive band. Right. It doesn't sound like, you know, it's all very good, eight, cohesive. Yeah, yeah, six different writers. Or right. Whatever, you know. Right. Um, and then we all kind of, everybody, you know, and when Brady would write a tune, like he would write the general idea, and then the the song got built around it. That's kind of yeah. how we approach a lot of stuff too. Someone brings an idea, we kind yeah. of build around the idea, you know, it's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than trying to come up with a concept on the spot and have everyone start talking about this and talking about that. And yeah. like, you have ideas you can't get out and yeah, we know, just would just play around. And then when something sp sounded good, we would come back to it and re try to revise that idea for sure. And, but then w we actually did both concepts. Cause there was, there was a few spots where 
Brady would pre-record stuff at his home studio and be like, these are the ideas. Go home and learn this with you as you, you know? And right. so we kind of did both concepts. The whole record just came out really well. Yeah, man. We we're happy with it. So for what it is, you know, definitely. Hell yeah. Um, well, we should get to unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's, let's do that. I'll give, I'll give <laughs> why? You got, you got something else you want to talk about? No, not at all. I was trying to think of something else to ask you, but, um, uh, uh, I, I just wanted to say, yeah, Melody trucks, the, uh, the, the band and everything like that. It's, it's incredible. Out of all the, out of every band I've ever been in, it's been hands down for traveling. Just that, the whole aspect of it. Um, has been one of the best experiences of my life musically. Yeah. You um, guys really seem like a, you guys really feel like a family. We are. Yeah. Um, we have, you got it. You got it. Again. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, I, I suggested something on our very first show and it ended up being, so we get around in a circle and everybody made fun of it at first. And I just, we, we all stand in the hands and in, in a circle and we just kind of say something positive into the group, you know? And it was, it, the, it was one of those things that, Everybody was super nervous for that first show. And then, so it was my last minute idea. Like we stood in a circle, everybody just say something positive, throw some love out there. Let's get ourselves in the mind Ryan set, which became a tradition for the band. Um, and to not knowing at the time, but it was one of those things that like really set the family aspect into stone. And then we would go out of town you know, and we would pull people, you know, opening bands and stuff like that or who or headliners or whatever, you know, to come and join our circle, sound guys. And we'd start doing another. It would start to really kind of solidify that this was a very ba- family kind of unit and stuff. Uh, but it's it's for every aspect, for the fun of it, um, because of Melody, I've got to meet and become friends with people that I that were heroes to me. You know, um, I got to meet Luther Dixon because of her and, and become buddies with him. And I learned how to play slide off of his instructional DVD, you know? <laughs> so amazing. like yeah. it, a lot of, I got, we got to meet and play music with O'Teal because of her. And it, it was a lot of situations happened at a, a really right period of time. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we all connect in that band that a lot of outside people might not necessarily know, Yeah, you know, um, so there's quite a few members in the band that have have lost a parent, you know, and then ultimately with with Melody's dad dying, that's what made her want to go to music. And so that we all have there's so many little connections there that we're like we're a family and we've all been through it for so much that it was we were allowed to be real with each other, you know, on terms of there's no we don't have to put up the masks they go along with the career one when it's just us right. because we've all been struggling through the mud for so many years. That's for sure. You know, man. We, we get to be real and deep with each other, you know, and it was amazing. Some of my fondest memories ever of being on the road was definitely is definitely 100% with that band. That's you awesome, know? man. That's such a great experience to have. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, there's definitely stuff that we've been thinking about doing like, like that circle before mm. the show and kind of, we, we've talked about all that too. We haven't gotten into be. I, I think there's a similar kind of attitude towards it where it's, where it's like, I don't know if this is like, this is kind of like dumb kind of shit. That's, I think it was at first, but then, you know, it was, it's, it, we've literally had moments where members needed to, to get shit off their chest Yeah, and it came off their chest or 
you know, whatever the situation, it's always been that moment. And it was quirky at first. I know it was, and everybody thought it was weird. I, I'm the one who first suggested it. And, but it, it's all, it's paid off. Right. You know, there's been times where somebody might be mad at another member for whatever reason. And stuff got out there. So yeah. what do you do before you get started? You guys air that out before you get on stage? Well, it's not really airing it out It's as much as it is just throwing some love out. You okay. know, and it's just like sometimes admitting that you might be wrong and saying you're sorry, but I love you guys for having my back or thank you for lifting us up. Thank you for doing these things for us. You know, um, and it's it's always just throwing a little bit of love out. And it, it, it always puts you in a little bit better mindset before you walk out on stage. I love that, man. That's yeah, so cool. yeah, yeah. When I played with Rock and Jake, we would always just do a fist bump right before. Yeah. It was just like, didn't really matter what was going on. It's like we all just, through this fist, fist bump, yeah. we before we got on stage, we did that. And it was like, all right, guys, because of that one thing, like we're all in the same exact boat right now. Yeah. And let's just fucking make this the best show that we possibly can. Yeah. My, it's So like if, if there's 15 people in that circle. If you're in a bad mood, but you hear 15 really positive things back to back, you're going to be in a better mood. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's a like, great way of looking at it. You've got to start doing that before shows. It, we do. It's made a big we difference. Do. Usually what happens is uh, we'll get on stage and Sean will look at me and be like, Yo, your energy sucks right no, now. Oh, that's what you I was going to say. Drink. It puts everybody kind of on the well, same well, page. The, the you know? rest of us do. Yeah, yeah. You're not involved. Yeah, oh. We all, bet, we all bet on... When it is you're gonna mess up. Oh, is that what happens? You guys, <laughs> but you know this is this is a very so going back to being a band leader. This is a very important thing. And to then understand. me, me, Sean, and Aaron all look at each other and just, and just like laugh, like like smile as big as possible when you do. Yeah. So this is so, and I'm totally okay with that. And this is the kind of thing. That what you are to, you talking about? We do. We just don't do it before every show. Yeah, we we, but, we, but, we 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 hang out and play poker. You know, that's play our poker. that's our thing. Yeah, of course. We should we should do like a ritual thing like that though at some point. Um, but this is also a very big thing about I feel being like a band you're leader. To force it now. <laughs> okay, so uh, being a band leader, and you, I'm sure you've experienced this, you have to just realize that everyone's going to have an opinion about the way that you do things uh, that That's you're this. not aware of, yes. right? And yes. they're all going to talk to each other about about <laughs> how you're doing your job. Exactly. Uh, right? I'm messing uh, with you, but no, 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 we don't no, see no, that. This is true. No, no, we no, don't this see is that. 100% true. We I know this. I don't see that. I, this, is, I'm not, this is not a call-out scenario. This is not, I feel like this is a gotcha podcast. This is this is not a call-out scenario or, or, like, or like me trying <laughs> to like, right now. Or, 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 or like me trying to belittle myself in any way. This is what ends up happening is that you're always – there's always going to be this – dynamic like when you work at any job like everyone's gonna have an opinion about how the manager is doing something it doesn't matter and it doesn't it, necessarily have to be this job too right yeah it's any job and so if you're in that position then they're all gonna have an opinion and because they are in a certain part of the ship that uh, you might not be always in they're gonna ha they're gonna talk amongst themselves about how you're doing the job and have their own opinions on it nah. and that's just just be okay with that. Be well, you have to be. You have to, because like, and you have to know that you would be if you were in the same situation. You would have that same opinion, and it's completely okay that people have those opinions about what you're doing, and and they should. They should be able to have those opinions, and also, if if you're in a in like a band, like when you're like, responsibility is delegated, right? Like there's been times where I've been called out for certain things, like where you've called me out, or where Sean has called me out, uh, where Aaron's called me out. Yeah, and you, get you have out to set your ego aside and just be like, you know what? There, like, 
we're a band and there's a reason why I'm getting called out right now and you need maybe you should check yourself like it's just be okay with that with with the dynamic that, that's taking place at the time be okay with people having an opinion and casting judgment on you be okay when you get called out because maybe you need to be called out like yeah. just be okay with all of it it's 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 like a band is a business but at the same time it's like there's a certain camaraderie com- camaraderie it's man yeah, it's, it's a, like the I got fucking mob I got to tell this story exactly. it was it's melody it was a melody trucks thing and um we're on the road and we were in north ended up at north carolina at isaac's cabin staying for a few nights because we had a few nights off in between cities and we all every, everybody gets in whatever mindset that they're in yeah and and so <laughs> we had pretty much a chew out session i heard about where, this yeah. where we had a gatorade bottle and you <laughs> could if you weren't holding the gatorade bottle you couldn't talk you know, and we literally just chewed out everybody for everything that was pissing us off. And it was one of the best things the band ever did. God, I, I would hate that yeah. so much. And Sean it, told me about this. Yeah, yeah. like literally, like, <laughs> like literally, all right, it's your turn. And yeah. you, whatever problem you had, no, I get you it. gave it to them. No, it's I a Lord of the that. Fly situation, and like, for sure. And we just kept going around and going around. And up until the wee hours of the morning, oh, and we fuck. just chewed each other out. Okay. But one of the best things that could ever happen to that band. We should do that too. Yeah, yeah that was one of the best so things much. ever. It was it. like, and then at the end of it, you know, we hugged each other and we loved each other more for it. You know, bro. I mean, like, it goes back to what we were saying earlier: communication, man. Yeah. Just the importance of communication within the band, and just like, you have to. You, again, it, it is a business, but the structure sometimes has to be a little bit different in the sense where. So there is a person handling a lot of the, 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 the administrative stuff, and that's kind of the band leader. But, like, the, the communication, like, a, any any place where the morale is really good, any place that you work at, the manager is always pretty open-minded yeah. or pretty open about what's happening. Um, with a band, it's, you have to be that way. Like, you have to – even though you might be the band leader, you don't want to keep details. Like, if you're paying your guys a certain amount of money – you don't want to tell them that you're only getting paid that amount of money. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like everyone should be aware of what's happening, know where the funds are going to, yeah. like know what the downfalls and 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 the like the weak links are. Because you're not like, just going to work with them either, man. It's like going there. You're living with them on the road. You're living with them. You're, 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 you spend more time with them than you do your spouses at times. Straight yeah. up, and like you're 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 creating with them. You're putting yourself in the most vulnerable state that you can be in. Truly. You're, well, you're. You're creating with them, but you're also p- consistently putting yourself equally out there to be judged. Exactly. And so, like, it's you're 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 just as vulnerable, vulnerable, you know, in those situations to equally. Exactly. You know? That's the thing too. Is this career is like everything about this business has been. I'm putting myself out there to be judged. The one thing I have learned definitely. Everybody's got an opinion on me. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, different, what they think about me. Everybody's got Everyone's an opinion. Got one. You know, and so I've I've heard the saying multiple times, it takes a whole lifetime to build a good reputation, it takes one shitty night to get a bad one. Yep. You know, and that's the thing, is like to, I'm an asshole to somebody somewhere. You know, For sure. Somebody's got an asshole story about me. Man, and just, and I earned it at that moment. I probably was an asshole. You know, like I can I can do it with the best of them. Though. You know, <laughs> like so but it's everybody's got an opinion about you for sure man you know speaking of opinions speaking of opinions it's time for unpopular opinions let's wrap it up this is a great interview i love this 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 is is a good one this is a a very uh not emotional what's the word i want to say but uh uh in not not in depth either i don't know what to say about no i guess insightful Insightful. but but 
but more emotional. I don't, I don't know what to call it. I, 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 I like to consider myself a bit of an emotional dude. Well, are, you a, you're, are you an empath? Are you a creative? I love those words, by the way, when people say like things like, "Oh, that's that's." I'm gonna save that one. I'm he, not saying it right he's now. Not, that's gonna, that's he's gonna not. That's gonna be from that's gonna this be, dimension, so he has no solar. So feelings. this isn't my unpopular opinion because I have. I thought I was first. Worked out, but I will say first? I will say that I hate when people use terms like like, "Oh, well, they're 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 a creative." What? I hate that so much. I don't so know much. what that term even means. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. You've never heard that before? And what's, no. what was oh. the other one you said? Empath? An empath. What is that? Somebody who's just in tune with how people feel about things. Whether or not you've experienced, because empathy, right? Empathy is something that we don't, we've ne- we haven't necessarily experienced, but we can feel that you feel pain about something. We can understand that you feel, right? That's what, that's what empathy is, right? Not sympathy, but empathy. Uh, that's what, Empaths are people that feel everybody's around them, like everyone's emotions around them. Yeah, I'm one of those. No, you're uh, not. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I don't know if I am or not. So that's not my unpopular. I'm gonna save that. If I care about you, I feel like I can. Yeah, well, that, right. So that, I think I feel like most people like that. But then we have empaths that are like everybody around them. They just feel their energy. They just level. feel their energy. I can yeah. feel your energy. Yeah. Um. So my first unpopular <laughs> opinion of the night. Go ahead. Is um, a lot of people say that there's no good music coming out anymore, and I completely disagree with that. One hundred percent disagree with that. It's like, bro, there's so much good music coming out. Just because you don't you hear on the with radio. Him? No, 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 I agree. I, I disagree, agree with, with him. I agree with him. Yeah. 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 Okay, so. See, this is what I, I had, said. It's not an unpopular opinion. No, this it is, is unpopular did. because there's a lot of people that will say that a lot of, that there's no good. Even people that like music coming out today will say there's no music coming out today because it sounds like music that came out yeah. 40 years ago. Oh, okay. You see what no, I'm okay, so this is. I, I recently did another podcast, but. I we had a similar t- type of debate on this, and my my answer to this was it was about country music. Okay. okay, and everybody's like, I hate country. You don't hate country because you love Hank Senior. You you don't like certain people. It's it's not that there's bad music. People hate the platform in which music is delivered to them. Right. So like if if it's not being delivered to you from a high paid source like Clear Channel or these radio stations, then you have to physically go search exactly. for no it. It's not just handed it. to you. Exactly. So like, that's the difference is, is like there, th- there's still phenomenal, great music. There's still in every genre Especially of music. Especially country as Sturgill Simpson, Ch- Tyler Childers. Yeah, I mean, like, like there's so much good music out there. But, man, yeah, but it's but, not, but new music is what you said. In general, yeah. Just, but why? Why I mean by new but he, music? But you're saying like, yeah, like that. The one that they're serving to you is the McDonald's of music, which is yeah, just it's fast bad. food. Yeah. yeah, they're playing the 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 pop tunes that they're being paid to play the, the the top twelve over and over and over again. And so, and they're not playing the B cut stuff that could be really good. It's yeah, the, even you know? from those top from, from those top artists, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, exactly. There could be shit on those records that it's actually pretty good. So it's a platform typically that I feel like people hate the most. Exactly. But they're just. They're generalizing it by saying it's music, but no, it's not music. You still love music. It's the platform exactly. that be, that's being shoved down your face that you don't agree with, right. you know, because there's really good music out there. You got to go find it. And we've all you worked. Know? I mean, we've all shared bills with other bands and we're like, yo, this band's badass. And you're just yeah. like, how can people say there's no good music coming out today when this band is playing? Go to a music fest. Fucking 10 people. Yeah, yeah. A music festival. I mean, go to it. Go to a local show at a local venue that you know that has a 200, 300 cap, you know, room. Well, just go see what's happening there that there that night. You yeah. know, it's like just you'll find something that you like. There's My so much good music, music festivals. Is what does it for me? Because 
I don't care what festival I play. I, I, I tend to be more excited about after oh, of yeah, the after. band that I had. Once it's all done and we're leaving, right? The most thing I'm excited about had nothing to do with my set. And it was the band that I had no idea who they were, but they blew my mind. Yeah. You know, like that's... That's true. That's that's like the best part of a festival. That's Seriously, the best part. Yeah, is like whenever 100%. You're, you're leaving. I like, can't wait to look them up. I don't, I don't give two fucks about my set. You, yeah. know, I'll, you know, but then, you know, like... Or so, even the band that you were most excited to see. Yeah. So you say, I want to see that band the whole weekend. And you saw them, that was awesome. And then you see another band that you didn't expect to see. You're like, yo. Yeah. They uh, I saw it. I saw Kung Fu and Dope Pop for the first time at a festival, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like I'd never even heard of them. It was like back in like 2011 or so. We did Swanee Rise, and I was and like, "Yes, love this." Yeah, <laughs> I, I had heard people talk about New Master Sounds a lot, but I always dismissed it and never really thought twice about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I've known but for then a long whenever time. I saw them. They're it was incredible. just like, like, dude, it was amazing, and it changed. Like, that's that was the peak of the weekend for me. Yeah, definitely. had nothing to do with everything else that I got to do that weekend, but that first New Master Sounds or um, at Roots, Sarah and I, my my other half, Sarah, she, we were walking around. We went up to go. I don't remember who headlined, who was headlining Roots, but it sucked. I don't remember who it was, <laughs> but it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. And we were about four songs in, and we were like, eh, we're leaving. <laughs> and we left, and we stumbled upon We Banjo 3. Okay, yeah, you and told me about this. never heard of them, yeah, right? I've never heard of and them. And we just walked up at that right moment where we had eight beats, and then, we, and then everybody was jumping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, just, it was right at that lead-up. And sold the whole festival for me. Uh, it was such an epic moment where it was just like, holy crap, I'm buying a T-shirt. I'm buying a CD. I'm gonna listen to this band and every band that's suggested to me because of this band. What's right. it called? Next like we W E We We yeah. Banjo Three. We Banjo Three. I'll look them up. Um, oh, yeah. And they were they were just they they delivered a show. They were amazing. It's very bluegrassy Americana. I imagine. Um, and it like made the whole festival for me. You know, oh, like yeah, 100%. man. Well, uh, a lot of great music. Out go there. to music. The moral of all this tangent is. Go to more music festivals. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait until they start opening. Until we can actually get to do that again. (laughs) Well, this will be uh, relevant. Uh, I don't like hot (laughs) (laughs) Pop-Tarts. That's my unpopular opinion. I only like cold Pop-Tarts. I don't don't dislike (laughs) hot Pop-Tarts, but if I eat them, I eat them cold. Yeah, I eat them cold like too most of the time just because it's easier and you can do yeah, it. Yeah, we were yeah. talking but about this earlier when we were writing down our unpopular opinions, and like his is always about music or somewhat close to it, and mine is just way out of left way field. Off <laughs> it's all right. I agree. I mean, I, I don't agree like in the sense where I don't like hot pop. Oh, we're still gonna talk. Pop. We're talking about pop tarts. I, okay. <laughs> I love hot pop tarts, but I will also most of the time just not heat them up because you don't. need I eat to. raw pop tarts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, let's move past this. No, you, I've got no, mine right here. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Usually, oh wow. I'm supposed to have an unpopular opinion. Well, but we save it for the end. We save it for the end. We save it for the end. So think about it if you have, if you don't have one. Yeah. Uh, my uh, second unpopular opinion is um, the "Don't Tread on Me" memes are not fucking funny. I didn't know what they were until you showed them to me today, and I I didn't know that was the thing. People think they're fu- you know the, the don't tread on don't me tread memes. On me. Everybody yeah. knows the flag. Yeah. Everybody knows the flag. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just like I I've seen that. First off, I don't know where the flag comes from. I don't. The Marines. Know. It, it, oh, for the Marines. It, no, okay. it comes like way back from the 1700s, doesn't it? 
With the snake that says, yeah. don't tread on me? Where, where it's cut into pieces and everything? That's the original colonies. Oh, okay. All 13 colonies and everything. It's from a long time ago. Okay, well, I, do, I don't know I the don't history know of that. it. Yeah. yeah, I just know Marines. Okay. Uh, At least I thought that. I thought it was. Well, I remember I could be wrong. I, wrong. I, I could be wrong. You, uh, I think well, you're wrong. Yeah, okay. ma- maybe, uh, uh, maybe it comes from, uh, I don't know the history of it, so maybe that's why I don't find it funny. But I watch, I look at those memes, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get this at all. So, you know, maybe I'm just an old cranky man. All right. Next to popular opinion. <laughs> uh, All uh, right. I don't know how I feel on that one. Uh, 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 <laughs> you catch more flies with honey. Right. I like to say that. Uh, you ever seen the movie uh, Whiplash before? No. No? It's a really good movie. But basically, it's like. Uh, That's uh, what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. It's, it's a good, it's it's a good really movie. I'm watching yeah. that movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good music uh, movie. It's a music movie. I might watch it. It's a mo- it's a Have movie. you ever seen Rent? Well, no, no, it's, it's not. not musical, it's not a musical. It's, it's a. It's a movie about yeah. about going to music school. And anyways, the whole point is that like the like Mr. Holland's opus, except like on acid, I guess yeah, you would okay. say, or probably on salvia. Have you ever seen Mr. Holland's opus? Of course, yes. Dude, that's an amazing. Movie. Yeah, Richard Driver's yeah. a great actor. But uh, the whole point is that uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 moral of of uh, Whiplash is like to berate. Uh, military style, Mili- mili- basically military style student, uh, and and just be like, Sounds interesting. and then like just like just punch him into the dirt because only the best will come out on top, and I don't I don't I don't like that I don't at know all. It's a moral of the story. That I think it is. It is. We've already come to this conclusion earlier. It is okay. a moral of the story. Well, ta- it's just it's a very military style of teaching that you find a lot of high profile music schools. Like Berkeley be or machine. UM, and yeah, be yeah, a machine. No, exactly. That's not the. That's that's not. That doesn't create good music or good musicians. Well, I mean, sometimes it does, but I don't know. It creates dickheads and people with fucking, you know, complexes. So you're saying be nicer about the way you teach. Yes, but I believe I have catch more flies. You spelled it incorrectly. That's okay. Catch more flies with honey. Yeah. So be nicer about You can catch more flies and do whatever you want to with those flies. This is a stretch. All right, keep going. (laughs) There's a a balance for me in that where I believe that you, you should be... That, like positive reinforcement should be a thing, and maybe don't be such a dick when people fuck up because music is just music. Yeah. But the same, which means that it's also not essential, right? Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I Oscar also Wilde believe said all art is quite useless. I agree with that. No, well, I don't think it's useless. I just don't, I just don't think it's essential. It's quite uh, useless. But uh, what what I will say is that also there has to be like an acknowledgement of where you're actually at, but then uh, maybe be like, you know, hey, this that sounded great this is what you should be working on now, or maybe try and do this a little bit differently. Like it shouldn't just all be positive reinforcement. I do. I, that's my, po- that's my unpopular. Not opinion. Everybody gets a trophy. I, exactly. is what I'm saying. Give every- That's my unpopular opinion. Yeah. Not everybody deserves a trophy. I'm, I, my, no, my unpopular opinion is, is <laughs> give Everyone's every, right. everybody gets a trophy. That's crazy. It's not crazy because, uh, that's elitist. That's okay, what you're so, saying. Uh, we're moving on from Stalin's idea. Over okay, here. all right, we're yeah. We're gonna move on to my Stalin's <laughs> idea. Stalin's idea. Yeah, I'm a real here. communist over here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm much more into collaborating with other musicians. Than I am with jamming with other musicians. You know what I mean? I like both. It depends on said musicians, and it depends on situation. I think that that's what for me eliminates the jamming variable because I eliminate that wild card variable of like. I don't know who I'm up here with. I don't want to fucking jam with them. This isn't working out. Like if I'm collaborating, I get to really just choose who I'm playing with. Yeah. And I, it doesn't always work out great, right? Sometimes you don't collaborate with people you want to be able to collaborate with. But like, I have much more control over that situation than I do. If I go up at a jam, I'm up there with a bunch of people that I don't know. 
and just figuring it out. You know what I mean? See, I, li- my, I feel like for me, my best playing, because the last 15 years for me have, has been about key of A, go. Yeah. You know, and just playing on the spot. Yeah. You know? And I feel like for me, if when I'm in those situations, what, that's my best playing. Yeah. Um, and depending on who I'm on stage with could be the most influ like could have the most inspiration on me. You know, like if I got somebody who's next to me, who's leaving a, a big space for me to go, you know, you can't, you can't half ass it or whatever, you know, a big pair of shoes to play after or whatever. Right. You know, like it makes you play different. You know? I feel you. But I like that. Not knowing what's going to go on that key of a go, you know, yeah. and, and I have to be on the fly. There's a couple bands that I play with uh, before they broke up, Custard Pie. And Love I had, pie. every time I got on stage with them, it was always at a dope festival. Yeah, that's true. And I had no fucking clue what was about to happen. Yeah, it's yeah, so <laughs> popular. I like jamming more than collaborative. I like jamming too, and those dudes... I like We're, the jam. I love it. That moment of not knowing what the fuck is going to happen. I yeah, lo- man. I love that. I, don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't love it, man, but, like, there's a lot of – there's a lot of – it's, like, for me, like, the Grateful Dead, right? It's a yes, sift through a lot of a lot of shit to get to the gems, Ooh. right? And okay. it's like those are fine yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. That's an unpopular opinion that you know we can talk about <laughs> that's right now. That's where we're at right now uh, on the show. But yeah, <laughs> okay. But, but I'm just – it's just, like, there's – and it, but it's – but that's what it is. It's, like, with jamming, it's, like, you don't get – First off, Custard Pie was a band that knew how to play with each other. All you had to do was figure out where you fit in that fit puzzle. Fit in that equation. Yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, what, but when you're up there with, with a shit ton of people you don't know, it can be either the best or the worst. Well, no, that, but that's the thing, too, is also is like, ultimately that boils down to is exactly it, the same thing. Find yourself in the best of that situation. You know, and it's like, goes back to that part about talking about Brady. Brady was on stage with all these phenomenal musicians. So it's like, what is you know what is the best you can be for this situation too right. and that doesn't always mean play every note you can play right you know if that he means he also chose to he also chose i mean i'm sorry go ahead. well he also chose to to go into a scenario knowing that he was playing with badass musicians i'm saying is that sometimes you get put up there with people that you don't know that they're good and sometimes you're just like what the fuck is going on on stage right now? Yeah, but okay, what is so, happening? No, okay. I've, I no, I get this, and I've hosted. I know you know this. I, I've hosted jam. I hosted for six, seven years now yeah. in Jacksonville. So, it. But what's okay? So I, I, I try to do with myself because there's been situations where you get a drummer up on stage and he doesn't know how to count to four and repeat it. Right. And and that's difficult because that's pretty much mainly their job. Right. And so. It, but so the best attest to being a pro or a good musician is for me knowing that this guy is, go, is skipping a beat or whatever it is he's doing. I can still play to the best of my ability with that guy. You know, I feel you, yeah. so that like that that'll kind of that's what pushes you. You know, in the jam situation where I'm hosting an open jam. Sometimes I'm forced to be in this situation for the next four and a half minutes, right? I've got to be. So how can I be the best that I can be dealing with this hurdle? Whatever that hurdle might be. Sometimes that means not playing at all. Yeah. Now, yeah, exactly. way too often. No, 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 exactly. (laughs) Sometimes that's it too. It's just not play. Yeah. You know, like, and I guess that's, that's a good outlook on it. You know, just for me personally, I'm very big on being in the studio and writing in the studio and having the, and like just being able to to see where our minds can go 
when we're not limited to the fleeing moment, you know, and I and I and uh, when you get to work with other artists in that capacity, you get to really see their full abilities and the full uh, spectrum of their imagination. And then you can work within your full spectrum of your imagination and see where that goes without without the limiting experience of being on stage in a fleeing moment. There is, of course, an art to working within those limitations. And I love jamming, okay? I'm not taking anything away from it. I've grown as a musician because of the jams just getting thrown into these crazy situations that otherwise wouldn't have gotten to, 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 to experience. I've grown as a music, musician because of that. But just as in the long run for me, I'm just like, if we collaborate on something, uh, that can exist forever. We got to we got to explore the full capacity of our imagination. So you like recording more than performing, then? For sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, definitely. I hate recording. Yeah, me I'm too. A live I fucking I'm right I'm there with player. you, but I fucking hate recording. It's the worst. Uh, no, I want to play live. All right, here's my last unpopular opinion. You got yours after mine. I, right? I've got a couple. Of All right, my mine, mine yeah. is uh, I love building IKEA furniture. <laughs> I'm the only person on the planet that does, and I can do it all day. I can't speak on that. It sounds, I've been putting it sounds baby furniture, to, baby stuff together lately. So. Do you like it was, that? It was fun. You like it? I put the stroller together, and I had to do I, it. I like putting things together. I guess that's uh, the end of it. It sounds, it sounds really unimaginative and just very, like, you know, whatever. It's cool. Okay. It's cool. Here. I'm not going to lie. I like <laughs> to smoke a bowl and sit there and do that kind of stuff. I don't smoke weed, but I... I, I do. Medical well, marijuana is legal in the state of Florida. That's all right. <laughs> I'm not I'm not dissing it. I... <laughs> just in that. case, just in case. I mean, I drink enough fucking whiskey in a week to kill a cat, but I'm just trying to say that I, just, I don't know. That's what I, you like to do. I, I will. You're not very creative. I no, get it. no, I no, not at all. Wes, what's your last unpopular opinion? <laughs> okay, my. Um, <laughs> this fucking you, Bill. That's okay. I have feelings, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. A lot of musicians are not worth the pay scale that they think they are. I knew this is gonna come out tonight. And I love it. I love it. Uh, that's we've had this conversation multiple times. Um, Wait, are you getting more money than us? No, no, <laughs> probably. But that's not what he's talking. Is that about. what you're no, no, talking about? No. Um, <laughs> I uh, unpopular payment. I feel like there's a lot of musicians out there who think they're worth a certain amount of money and they're not. Hey, if you're if you're not fuck if you're not selling tickets. Then you get market value, motherfucker. That's market value. <laughs> but okay, so break down market value. We've had this exact conversation. I'm gonna break this down. Okay, market value. Let's say on the low end of the scale, you make a hundred dollars for a four hour show. Right. Okay, that's the low end of market value. Right? If you're playing a solo act. No, if you're playing a solo act, it's probably more. That's still the minimum. That's a low. That's a super so, low yeah, end. So super low end, right? Okay, for four hours, hundred bucks per man. Yeah, I should say. Okay, so if you break that out on four, that's a four-hour gig. Let's say it's six hours. You get an hour of setup, an hour tell on six hours. That breaks down to sixteen fifty an hour. What job can you go get with no education, with no prior experience, with nothing, walking out the gate and demand sixteen fifty an hour? Chick okay. Chick Fil A. <laughs> Chick McDonald's in the new age. They yeah. work, work at Chick-fil-A then. We so, work, we're, we're working minimum wage. And I'm not saying that all musicians – there are a lot of musicians who are worth what they get paid. Absolutely. Yeah. But the idealism that you deserve this much money because you think you're that good and that's what you're worth is stupid. Yeah. Okay? We talk about the bar, bar bands compared to original acts. Okay. Yeah. I have the benefit of seeing both sides of the corn because I happen to manage and run a bar. But – if you, whenever you play the bar scene, you, as a, as a bar manager, right, 
I'm hiring you for a service. Your service is to sell alcohol and keep my keep this bar going, okay? And so if you can't do that, then for whatever this ridiculous amount of money is, is if I can't make a certain percentage based off of that number, I, the biz, as a business, we lose money, right? So, like, there's a lot of musicians, not all, but a lot of musicians who have this idealism of what they seem to think they're worth and pay. And it's like, for what? You, you didn't do shit. You slept all fucking day. You haven't practiced in three fucking months. You barely made a Facebook post. You haven't advertised yourself. You haven't done anything except for demand a certain amount of money to show up at a certain time. That's all you've done. Yeah, you've yeah, got to prove. You got to prove. Unpopular it. opinion. No, I mean, yeah, this is, this is very important. I don't think it's unpopular at all. It's, it's you've got to prove to is, to to the person who you're selling yourself to how much you're worth. It's unpopular yeah, to most musicians though, because there's a lot of musicians that are just like, well, you know, like if I'm if I've been playing for you know ten plus years and I deserve this amount of money, say, motherfucker, you're playing at a bar. Okay, this is what my budget is. <laughs> if you if you're not fucking selling tickets, you get, and you're good, you get the highest market value that I can give you. And that might be this amount of money, but you don't get more than that just because you think that you're better well, than that. Or the, the, we've had this conversation too, the playing for tips thing. Um, so that boils down to the whole statement I've made multiple times throughout this. How, how bad do you want? How much are you willing to sacrifice? Because I promise you the guy who's willing to sacrifice several years playing for tips is going to get a hell of a lot farther come the end game. Than the guy who goes, nah, I'm too good for that. I'll never do anything of that nature. I have to, I have to make this amount of money. Right. If that's your only answer, and you don't put yourself in those experience, those memes of, oh, it's for the exposure. Well, if if you're looking short term or long term, that's how you have to look at it. You know, in terms of your career. Yeah. If you want to fucking make real money, then write tunes and sell tickets. Period. Hashtag write tunes, sell tickets. And on that note, this has been another episode of Bob and the Bill. Thank you that's guys. Fun. So much for tuning in, Westbrook. What? Yeah, what are you, pl- what are you plugging before you go? Uh, what am I plugging? Yeah, I mean, advertising. We have a uh, huge okay. audience. I don't know if you guys <laughs> um, know this dope band called Side Hustle. Ah, uh, what a nice guy. I those guys they're and my you're boys. right. Uh, they don't know. They, yeah, don't know. They, don't. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know anything. I mean, y'all should check them out live once, at least once. Yeah. You don't have to go twice. It's all right. You no. Should, you just should go out. twice, though, because that's the Buy same a shirt, man, because this shirt's awesome. I, I like, I hang out my the shirt all the time. We'll sell you oh, another yeah. one on the way out. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it's the color, too. Oh, I, think, I think we're all sold out of that this color. color we'll, sell, we'll sell you Robin X blue, Can though. Can I get the same color with a black? Oh, we got we're next next round. Next round, next round. We got we got you. That's like a like a like a Friday Saturday. That's all you want to plug is our band. Yeah. All right. What a great uh, fucking guy. Check out Melody Trucks band. (laughs) Spotify and iTunes. Uh, Ginger beard man. Ginger beard, not ginger bread. Ginger beard should make should be play on words. Yeah, it is a play on words. (laughs) You think it'd be like people could figure it out? We have we have friends and friends. These are friends, not just fans. They're legitimate friends. Who have been seeing the band since day one, and they will still <laughs> call it Gingerbread Man. <laughs> that was the type of motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Uh, who else get- am I going to plug? Uh, fucking Bonnie Blue, fucking Bonnie Brady Blue, Clampett, Brady Isaac Corbett. All, all my boys. Uh, all Firewater Tent Revival. Fuck yeah. I play with those guys a lot. I fucking love those dudes. Uh, Bryce, 
Oh, man, everybody in the local scene. we got an amazing scene here. So. Well, yeah. anyways, Wes, thanks so much for coming to my house all the way down from St. Mary's, Georgia. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it was good. And we'll see you next week. See, see you guys next week. Adios, muchachos.